program is brought to you by the Realm of Collectors. Please stand by and take your seats. Good evening and welcome to Masterpiece Shit Piece Theater. If you would please kindly take your seats. The show will begin momentarily. Terry Crews would be fucking dope, dude. Wait, we'll see. Let's see. (laughs) No audio from Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm doing my intro again because you're going to hear the fucking first one. How are you guys doing? It's Friday. It's time for another episode of Masterpiece Shit Piece Theater. I'm your host, Nick Brammer. And look at me. I've even got the show running in the background. It's fucking beautiful. We still got to change that title, too. Oh, well, we will I, forever and always be amateurs. Dude, I, yeah. have, to, I have to go back in. Be, I have to oh, go dude, back fuck. in at the end of the show and edit it because I don't use the thing correctly. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just me and I do what I want. So, Hell yeah, dude. And what I want to do right Welcome. now. Is some motherfucking intros. So, Josh, tell us where you're at on the internet, please. I don't worry. <laughs> I'm in a <laughs> Hey, uh, you can uh, catch me every Friday night here with these cats on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, you can also catch me every Friday on a show called All Cued Up with my buddy Greg. Posted a new episode this morning. Go check it out tomorrow after you hang out with <laughs> us tonight. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And all those profiles are linked to my social media on Facebook. Uh, click the link, follow me there. Josh, why did that's you me. to do a show with us where we're so unprofessional and you've got your shit together? Dude, for real, man. You, you, you asked me to be a part yeah, of it, and I was honored to be a part of it. This is this I'll is show Josh. these fucking amateurs what's up. Yeah, this is, <laughs> you know, this is Josh's like screw around time. He's like, yeah, this is yeah, you got yeah. the screw around. <laughs> Everybody's got to slum it once in a while. Indeed, <laughs> Josh has to do this show to remind himself what bad broadcasting can be. <laughs> and it just makes him appreciate makes him appreciate all that's, up so much more. That's not true. Hey, to his credit, I, he does attempt to bring us up to professional level. I really do. I really do. I wasn't going to say anything, but I was just like, <laughs> "Hey, let's 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 do this." I will tell you guys, well, I've seen much worse much worse shows on YouTube than. I. <laughs> all right, name them, dude. Air them out. Name them. 
Oh, oh, God. Well, yeah. Like, they're just shit that I come across, and I'm like, and your and guys are like, eh, yeah. You're gonna have him name him, so the I'll Looper channel does exist. I, 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 there is one that I can name that I really think is terrible. Dude, but I'm funny, not, I don't yeah. Jack has always given us tips. He just finds it. Like, we've been controversial for a show. while. So, I'm not gonna do it. I, I said I'm not. I like being controversy free. <laughs> hey, come on, where's the fun uh, in that? Like way? controversy well, let, free. Let's be realistic. We get them enough tech headaches to laugh at. <laughs> they oh, don't need to find point. anything else. Yeah, one one problem at a time, man. We'll get contra- we'll get controversial later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out up, once baby. everything. Yeah, once all the tech is figured out, one of us will go jack it on a corner in San Diego, and they can have their controversy. I nominate jacking Sam. It, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it. Okay, you, nom- December, right, you nominate Sam. You got to go take the picture, though. Mm. Well, that's funny. <laughs> you know how many hits we would get with a midget whacking it on a corner in San oh Diego? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but like. Oh, my God. For the show, man. Look, comments are real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Why is that man hanging we, and hanging pants off? To all, so, so all of you little people out there, um, please send we apologize your, um, for, uh, yeah, your complaints yeah, to Rob. Oh, that was out of control, guys. Um, okay. <laughs> That's okay. He also blew over me, so, so they didn't hear the fucking worst shit I said. Rob! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell us where you're at on the internet, please? <laughs> Oh, you can find me in the face of books on the ROC, because realm, 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 realm. You can find me hanging out in the Instagrams as Rob's Hobbies, finally posting shit again. And then, of course, every Friday night with my favorite characters in the and world. Rust. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and some hobbit-looking motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not a character. See, see like, we fucking call Sam a hobbit, but he's got a dwarf beard. You, you have a point. Are there any hobbits with big beards? One of them just wore shoes. No, man, I think they, are. they all have the beards on their feet. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's most... great you have hair on their feet. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Sam, let's see your feet. Yeah. They're hairy. Yeah, you have hair on your feet. On, man. I'm not taking them off. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, because remember Sam said that time if he takes his shoes off, he instantly wants to go to sleep. So, Dude, hey, so listen, I get tired. If, every, if everybody in listening distance could just go ahead and private message Sam on Facebook and just two words, show feet, we'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like the stroke should all of a sudden be on a different channel. You should never see website feet. <laughs> Starting with about, you, ending with something not you. We're all about the fetish, my friend. All about the fetish. Yeah. <sighs> well, I've already been talking about autoerotic. All right, we're only we're only talking show feet. We're good, baby. Love oh, it. I mean, I'll, I'll show the stump. Dude, I still get, dude. I'm not going to talk about the stump. Russ, where are you at on the internet? Listen, first of all, I've been up close and personal with that stump, okay? It is crazy. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> the best is when he puts Bobby's, Bobby's skull face mask on it. <laughs> oh, did I... Bobby said, um, <laughs> I, I, I put the puppet arms and legs on the on the skull mask, and I showed it to Bobby. He's like, "Oh my god, we got to do something with that." <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. Oh. That's crazy. 
Uh, anyway, you can find me on the uh, Facebook, the uh, Instagram, Twitters. You well, maybe on YouTube. I try to put some. I try to post something up the other day, and, and it wouldn't take it. I'm kind of worried. Well, I think he fucked up my account, so I'm kind of nervous. I don't know. Wrong. I love this. Unlock it, dude. I don't know what's going on? <laughs> I've I've served my time. Okay, I promise no more penis shots. <laughs> nuts. I walk away. Anyway, are you gonna be unscrewing bottle caps with your nuts? You got it. <laughs> what are you swinging and smacking a bottle with my nuts? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh god! After your party tonight, we'll be showing you some videos. <laughs> that was insane. Yo, Russ, dude. Russ, have you thought of maybe moving your rants to a different platform such as RedTube or YouTube? Put, them, put or... them on Twitter, man. <laughs> I might not get banned there. <laughs> well, they don't might ban me because I'm not dirty enough. They encourage penis shots. shots. On RedTube, they do? You just got to your feet. I guess so. I guess it's all, it's all like. Um, Porn, right? So they're like, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm a little self Hey, Russ, I hear that uh, Penn Island is looking for a new sponsor, and they wanted you. Be my dream come true, Josh. <laughs> I'm in. I get paid to shake my dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be like, swing, swing, swing. Damn. Helicopter. What's up, man? Um... I knew I was gonna catch you mid sip too. <clears throat> When I was a kid. What are you, a fucking waitress? What are you talking about? <laughs> Every time you're in a restaurant and a waiter or waitress oh, comes up to you, there's always something in your fucking mouth. I don't care who you are. You're always <laughs> chewing or taking a drink. Mm-hmm. And 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 he just did that to you, Sam. So he's a fucking waitress. Know, hey, he's good. <clears throat> when, I was, when I was a kid, I flew, we, were, we were going back from Washington, D.C., and we, went, we had a layover in College Park Airport. And they said... That it was the oldest airport in the United States, but it didn't open till 1909, man. No, oh. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Me. No, I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Sam Mead in the Facebook God group. Damn it. Uh, here every Friday night. Nick, where are you at, man? Hey, we're at a, we're at eight. No, 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 intro. no, no, wait, 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 wait. Josh, where are you at? Josh, you did me. Dude, we already did, did me. Pay attention. Yeah, Josh is always first. I always yeah. want Rob. We were too busy talking awesome, dick jokes so I didn't you hear him. <laughs> Sorry. The, you were the one that said I was the one that tried to bring the level of professionalism. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, wow. that's true. <laughs> I guess I've had too much rum tonight. I, I was going to say, are you high? No, Rob drunk. Fucking, <laughs> Rob is excited. Rob's been riding with the fucking captain. Where you at, Nick? Coke. Where you at, Captain Masterpiece shit piece? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna keep adding titles. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like Commodore Captain Masterpiece oh, shit piece. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you guys know where you can find me. I'm Nick Bramer on Facebook at Bramer underscore Nick. On Twitter and what's my what's my shit on uh, Instagram? Because you know better than I do, Sam. Uh, Mass- masterpiece underscore shitpiece. Yeah. there too, right? Yeah, but that account I've never posted anything under. I don't think you don't post anything under the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Start though. Once I finish these two teams, he goes by Deep Diver on Red Tube. <laughs> <laughs>
I go by NXS Lover 102 on Pornhub. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, guys, I we were waiting a little bit, you know, because some real life shit, some good shit happened for one of our people. So. I'm three, I'm three quarters through my drink, and it's 9.30. We're going to have a good show tonight. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I'm like half a bottle of rum in. Right with the captain. Bobby is feeling good. I don't, I don't know how long we'll be able to stay up, and if I don't elbow my computer, we might be good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you say about packets? I'm DDT your ass. Yeah, we and don't. There goes the show. We don't want to want we don't want to part one and part two this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's been like two or three shows in a row. I know. I don't know why I keep dropping the Randy Savage elbow on my fucking computer, but <laughs> is is that it right next to you on the desk? Uh, yeah. You should be able to show for it and put it in the floor. No, man. <laughs> then the carpet fibers get all up in the filter. And, uh, yeah. He wants to see the pretty lights. That too. I got some pretty lights on this motherfucker. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, look, the light. Oh, can't help. I got to stare at it. If you, want a, if you want a little bit of info on Ashby Shippies, go ahead on Google in uh, Google the Thermal Take Level 10 GT case. And that's what he's dealing with. I love that thing. God, you sound so sexy when you say that, you stud. I, I love <laughs> What's the power supply? Oh, God, I got a 750 watt XVZ. It's fucking nice. Okay. Horror. He's, seven he's doing dirty with a lot of video cards. I've got, I've, got, I've got an unlocked i5 4690K. Yep, you failed. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure you got an i5. I had to make sure Anna wasn't watching the yo, show. I'm over sex. We are talking. Dude, she's upstairs in the bathtub watching it. I know. Yeah. She's all like, ooh, baby. <laughs> Nick, Nick, don't feel bad. We can smell our own. I've got an i5, too. No, dude. No. For this for this generation, an i5, it's more because it, I can overclock it. It's way more powerful than most i7s. Anyways, we've been going for 14 minutes on this intro, and we were doing okay. so good. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of this motherfucking show. We're going to be doing news as usual, guys. Um, first thing on the agenda, uh, DC Collectibles released a pretty cool little uh, promo um, this week. It showed nothing but a green glowing, what do you call that? Fucking, it's called a manhole cover. Manhole cover, thank you. <laughs> See See, <laughs> or a sewer vagina if you really want to get pecked. <laughs> a sewer vagina. Jesus. Rob, Rob knows all about that manhole. Goddamn right. <laughs> Love me some manhole. So, <laughs> Sam is trying to keep his shit together with that blue heart on his fucking thumb. What the hell? Oh, dude, I was dry brushing, man. He is Yo, Nick, turn your shit it. up. Okay. Sam, you shouldn't dry brush. They say it works better with lotion. <laughs> so, I know what the problem is. Hold on, guys. You sound beastie. I like it. All right. 
It's like in your face. It looks like, it looks like you got a cock in your mouth. Anyway. <laughs> I will not finish the thought that just ran through my head. Um, <laughs> now that we made sure we definitely aren't getting anything on this video. Um, there we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I, I can hear you, okay? Yeah, no. Of course you can, dude, because the fucking... <laughs> so what they got is 60 seconds of us laughing our ass off at the oh, shit yeah. they were saying that they couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> oh, you poor guys. It was a dirty joke. It was great. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. So we got a glowing green manhole cover uh, promo from DC Collectibles. And from what we're seeing so far, it's just the... Um, what is it, Michelangelo Batman? Yeah. Yeah, it's Mike an SDCC exclusive Michelangelo figure wearing a Batman cowl. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a cool little figure. Um, it's done in the style more of the Nicktoons um, mm -hmm. Turtle series rather than the recent Turtles Batman animated movie, um, which is a little bit more mature. Right. It's not an IDW style yeah. turtle. No, it's not IDW it, it, yeah, style it's not at all. IDW style because the IDW shit looks like a um, gritty and hardcore. Yeah, it's gritty. And You're hardcore. not talking about that goofy ass modern Nicktoon series with the no, not the Rise movie. of the Turtles. Not the Rise okay. of the Turtles. The one he's talking about the one Dude, before one from good, 2012. Man. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, that one was good. Mm. <laughs> But I want to see that. I want to watch that one. That Batman. It's uh, interesting that DC Collectibles has been allowed to do this figure. Yeah, um, no. I wonder if they'll do like kind of what NECA does, and like they they like weasel their way into a license, and then like do um the rest of the line, you know, once they get it. So I think there might be more to come. How do you do, especially with the turtles? So like, how do you do one of them? Yeah. Right. I mean, well, with DC, you know, with the Michael, Michelangelo, with the Batman thing, you can understand them doing it. Yeah. Um, but like you guys said, the rights are pretty interesting because we were talking about NECA and Friday the 13th rights last week. Yep. And um, it's, it's really interesting how spread out the Turtles license is. It is. I feel like a lot of people yeah, so have I mean, it. I think Playmates... Playmates has the main they license. The, yeah, they have the master license. So, like, that's where, like, the shit that you see in um, Target and Walmart. And, like, yeah. the, the stuff they did for the – I haven't touched any of the new stuff, but the stuff they did for, like, the 2012 show, like, all those figures were, like – They were I, solid. I, I want to say, yeah, yeah like, under yeah, 10. They were, like, they, they were they were decent decent figures, man. Like, I, I used to buy them and mess, mess around with them. Yeah, we got a bunch of them here yeah. for Willow because she fell in love with them, and they're, yeah, like, they're, 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 they remind me of the originals back from when we were kids. Yeah. I think for I, was, I, was kid, I think they're doing good, and like even for a collector, like you could get those and put them put them somewhere, and they they look okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, get you they some do. Of them Citadel shades and throw it on there, and those mm -hmm. figures will look good. And then the only NECA's done Ninja Turtle stuff, and then SH Figure Arts and Rebel Tech. <laughs> Rebel Tech. Well. Jack Specific did some WWE crossover figures. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dream X, which had the 1-6 scale, and their uh, first Chugokin. 
Mondo, Mondo. Well, Mondo first, first token, uh, that's technically third party, right? Because they're not yes, using yeah. the yeah, they're not using the names. So that's like almost <laughs> third party. But yeah, and then Mondo did like the one six ones that were like more com old school comic style. So yeah, they they're they're getting a lot. Which are amazing. Who yeah, did the quarter scale ones? That was NECA, wasn't it? NECA. NECA. Yeah, NECA did the scale. Like they don't have to compete for the license. You know what I mean? Because it's because because it's in that scale. What's up? It's fine. I probably said this last week, but like just how they get, how they are, can like they always get that stuff, and then they find a way to scale it down and release it. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, it, but like that—that's just so interesting to me. Happy Fourth, gents. It's the fifth Walter. You fuck. Well, well, let's give him. Let's give him a benefit of the doubt. Maybe. He's probably been drunk since Wednesday night. Hell yeah, Walter. Jesus, and it maybe he was saying it because he didn't say it to us yesterday. Yeah, hey, whatever. I mean, he, <laughs> Mick has hate in his heart, and he's a hater. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, no way. Hey, 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 about that, um, about that, that Michelangelo, mm -hmm. um, C. Jessam from Instagram. If you uh are in like the action figure community, you probably mm -hmm. see he makes a lot of soft good capes and clothes and stuff. He designed the cape for that. And I just think that's cool to just see like a customizer who just started on his own getting some work from a pretty big toy company. I think that's yeah, that's kind of that is kind of awesome. That is cool. right he, like, he, like did the tailoring and the design yeah. for everything, but I mean it's like hard, that hard work pays off. So I think that's really cool that, that the toy companies it shows it. it I, I don't know about old Hasbro does too, but it's cool because you can see that the toy companies are paying attention to that stuff to the community, you mm -hmm. know. To where they would, he would even be on their radar. So I think that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Big Walt, no, it's awesome, Joe. Big Walt does get drunk. Yeah, we know off the fucking. What well, do you guys think this was Walter, a um? Buddy, man. Yeah, but Walter anyway. Big Walt gets drunk off of Mike's hard <laughs> lemonade. So it's all right. I love Walter. He's a good dude. I'm trying to do a show here. Love fucking with Walt. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, we love. I, I, we love I wonder if this is a one-off thing for them, or if they are going to do more. I, mean, I, I, I would hope that they finish at least the four turtles. Yeah, Russ, yeah. it'd be easy to say know. that if it wasn't some. It's like the Ghostbusters. Like if like you what can't if just did, do one, right? What if they yeah. did just Winston and no one else? Like it'd just be weird. You know, because like you weren't gonna. Like, so what do you? Anyone. What do you have? Mikey in Bat dressed as Batman. Have Leo dressed as Superman. No, uh, we have. You gonna dress Donatello in drag as Wonder Woman? <laughs> I'd be so down with that. Even if they got into like the rogues or something, you know, like maybe or they could like make one of them Robin or one of them fucking Alfred. I don't know, like but. a fucking Leatherneck Killer Frog. I straight up don't know what this comes from. Like this Mikey dressed as Batman. Oh, it, it's just because they just did that animated movie and they've done the couple of uh, comic series. Okay. I, know for a <laughs> I didn't know if this was like a uh, like this happened on screen or on, on a page somewhere. I didn't know. I don't think so. I think it, I I think it's just like a homage, because, you know, because of the relationship that they're having with Nickelodeon. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, good for them. Good for DC. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, one of the longest running independent com comics of all time. Ended this week in kind of a surprise. And that's the Walking Dead. Um, yep. I've Man, never been that... a fan of the series. 
Who, who here has read? Has anyone here on the show read it all? Me, Josh. Yeah, I think he's yeah. Hey, what, so like, do you what? I mean, what do you prefer, the the book or the show? Fuck the show. Okay, and so what? What do you what do you like more about the book? Is it is it that <clears throat> is it that you can? Because I've I've had this with comic books that have been made in the shows where I enjoyed the book more because I could read it at my own pace. So like, what did yeah, you think yeah. about the show? Or the uh, book? Well, the book, you know, it's just, I'm sorry, it's the original. It's the source material, so I'm always going to respect the original source material more. True. Uh, while I, I enjoyed aspects of the show, I used to enjoy the show up until about three years ago, and then it started taking a tank that's it's just tanking bad, and I just I hate everything the show's done yeah. in the past three years. So I've quit so watching. Let me um, ask you, Josh if, if you read if you read a book like a comic book and and you liked it or maybe let's say you loved it, if they made an on screen adaptation that like it may, maybe they went to something in the story that was like maybe confusing or broken and they fixed it for the show or movie or whatever, would you still prefer the book over that, even if they fix some things? I'm always going to prefer the original source material. book. Okay. Uh, there are ways, you know, where certain things come across on a page differently than they're going to translate on a screen. So I'm totally fine with a director or studio taking liberties to make it translate better to a real-world audience. That's just a natural thing. It has to be that way sometimes. That's, that's why it's called an adaptation. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't enjoy a straight-up page-for-page adaptation of anything. Man, I want to see liberties taken, but I want to see things stay true to the source material in the means of like characterization. You can change the look but make yeah. them still be who they are as a character. And like keeping the spirit of the story or the tone. I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can change, you can even change the spirit or tone as long as you, you know, nail who the character is supposed to be. You don't take Optimus Prime and make him fucking murder Prime. Fuck murder Prime. Yeah. You know, you don't that. take. Hey, 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 there's nothing wrong with murder Prime. Murder, murder Prime, Prime is wrong with you on that. No, Murder Prime was not cool. Uh, but, yeah. like, say that we were talking Turtles just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. You look at all the iterations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Raph's always been the angry warrior who likes to yeah. strike it out alone but struggles with his yeah. feelings. Leo's always been the stoic, solid, you know, the leader who doubts his own abilities. Mikey's always been kind of like the goofy party one. And Donnie's always been the tech guy. Yeah, yeah but Ralph, look yo. at this new Turtles episode their series. series. Raph's the leader, and Leo's become Mikey. Dude, well, it's funny. It's fucking wrong. The, the, the 2012 one, which I, I think most of us enjoyed, or like even if we, whether we watched it or not, they they stayed true to that original um, characterization. I, and I, I think yep. Josh, you said something. Even if they don't look the same, that was a lot of people's reactions when when this new turtle series came out because they they kind of radically changed the way they look. Yeah, and uh, you know I get why they're doing it. They're they're yeah. mixing the style up there, yeah. and you know uh, the turtles have always changed from look to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the most dramatic overhaul ever, and they made them each a different species. Like Raph's a big snapping <clears throat> turtle now, and he's huge, and you know like. Donnie, he's a weaker turtle because he's one of those softback turtles, so that's why he has like the augmented 
uh, backpacking shit. I, I mean, it makes it makes sense for the story. I just hate the animation style. I think they look like it's, trash. It's almost like if you're gonna change the spirit of the characters that much, like what? Just make it a new make it a new show and call it like Hero Turtles, like they did. In the UK. <laughs> you know, it's like don't like just just make up a, a brand new show. But I, I get that they want the. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I don't fault them for trying something different. Not everything's going to stick. Not everything's <clears> going to land with the same audience. And me, I've yeah. always been, I've always loved the original Mirage interpretation more. Um, I don't even know how we got back to Turtles. Because we were talking about adaptations of The <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead versus screen um, versus comic. And, the, and then the. Um, and I was using Turtles as an example. It's funny, it's like the first. Fuck it. It might be like the first issue. I know it was like a really brief, like one or two or three issues that Eastman and Laird did where they had like already wrapped up like the Shredder stuff for a time until I came back as a fucking alien. But it's like. Dude, the first issue, Shredder dies. Okay, so that's it. It was the first issue. Yeah, so like that's basically the movie that we got. That 1990 movie was based heavily off of the original Turtles comic. That movie, I think, is the best Ninja Turtles movie that we'll ever get, man. I think I still agree. I watch that movie once a week or twice a week with my kids because they always want to watch it. I brainwash them. But um, that movie's still good, man. That movie's got heart. That movie hits me in the feels, man. Oh, let me Let me ask you guys something. I mean, are you are you guys really hardcore loyal to source material? I mean, because yes. I heard you say earlier, Josh, though, that yeah, yeah I, mean, you know, I am. But, but Josh, I heard you also say that you understand when they have to make some changes here and there. Um, because I do. well, what I was thinking because like the the Walking Dead, they did something in the show that kind of at first it rubbed me the wrong way because I've read the comics, you know, like up through about issue one hundred. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I, and I, 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 so I remember what happens like in, in the show. Mm-hmm. They let Carol. Carol, like Carol lives. Okay. Uh, well, you know, they change certain characters. Yeah, she's yeah. still there in the show. But and she's been her, gone like, in the comic. Like they killed Sophie off, like and and, and like and it was kind of weird because I I think they did that because like certain characters on that show in the beginning got like a following. And I think yeah. they were trying to keep that show going, so they said, Oh, we gotta keep these characters for a little while, you know. Uh, or at least, you know, and I think they kind of got to a point where they they wanted to do some gross character growth and all that stuff with that character, and they did a good job with it. Carol, probably one of the best characters on the on the show. To be honest with you, yeah. she was badass. I don't, I don't like her. I've never liked well, her. Okay, but like that's her nothing not, against nothing you, against the actress or the character no, on the show. She's a well written character. She she's a character that had so much growth. From where she started to where she and where she ends up, that it, no one else had that kind of growth on this show. No other character did. Um, she went from being a battered wife who was afraid of her husband even moved. Really, was a, just it was bad. She, she, you know, he beat the fuck out of her constantly, and and then she went. And then I mean, later on, she would <laughs> blow up an entire compound of a bunch of fucking flesh-eating motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> save everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, wow. This is the same woman. Holy shit, you know. So she definitely was became a real badass. But I, I'm always just wondering because the point I'm trying to make is, I'm in the comics, so, right? In, in the comics, she was a minor character. She wasn't. She minor. was exactly. She was very her. minor, and she was gone. Yeah, she they happened to become in. a major character on the show, and, and that's I fine. Think, and I think it's because she there were they, those first six episodes of season one. I think. 
people liked her. They they focused a lot more a lot on the characters, and I think they liked her. People liked her. The you know fans. Well, they could her. empathize with her. They could. I think you're right. I think there's something to that. And anytime you can empathize with a character mm-hmm. and expand on a character, I'm fine yeah. with that. Right. So, are you okay with them making that kind of change though? If it if it if yeah being for like kind of what the fans want. It's like fan service, basically. No, I don't. I don't believe in fan service. I don't think you should well, ever cater to the fans. Well, that's kind of for the sake of story. <laughs> either, no, well, either no. that or they just kind of like maybe they really like the. I idea think I think the writers the really liked the character. They probably they enjoyed did. where the character was going, and they decided to keep well, the character around instead yeah, of you know. And it's like, what if like on on set, like they they see this actor or actress, and they're like, shit, dude, they're good. And they, and they well, won't keep them around, you know? Yeah, she actually is a pretty good actress that put the woman to play. I, I, I just knocked you like another actor, you know? Yeah. Like the, no, you're right. I, I Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just I was just saying, I, I think sometimes, what, I mean, who knows what they were planning? Nobody can tell. I, I don't know. if You might be right, Josh. Maybe they saw, maybe they were already planning on expanding this character a lot more. Or if it was a, kind of a call, they went, oh, she's, she's kind of the fan base likes her let's kind of stick with her for a while it's, you know? it's difficult to say because the showrunner changed so many times in the first exactly exactly and and they one thing i do i did i appreciated about the show though was that there they were not afraid to go off the comic at all they were not afraid no right? they 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 were they kept it kind of similar they but did. They were. They, they, were they made it. They yeah. made it different enough to where it was its own thing. That's what but exactly it was wasn't unblockable. That. They were still staying true, right, to the source material in that vein. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that because I felt like if see, I had read the comic for a while, so I knew a lot of the early stuff that was happening. Okay, it was going mm-hmm. but watching the show because of some of the quick, some of the lefts instead of rights they took. It made the show a little more appealing to me because I couldn't predict everything that was going to happen. I mean, yeah, and I watched it. I did too. Do you guys think that that comics are just kind of a hard medium to adapt? I was just going to say that. Yes, because yeah. I, think, <sighs> no, I think. think because of the visual mm-hmm. aspect of comics, and then also yeah. the storytelling aspect of comics. How, I agree. You know, the the art drives the story, and the writing drives the art. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's how I that's how how I believe it's hard I, I to adapt comics. The only the only person that we've seen try to do it kind of panel for panel, I think, would be like Zach, Zach Snyder, the Watchman. I think, I think even, even three, that's what I was going to say. Three hundred, yeah. I think, literally is the best panel to screen with yeah. keeping the story intact. Because a Watchman, they still took a lot of liberties with the story. Yeah, they 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 did a little bit. They did, yeah. yeah. It was still very very close. Three hundred, yeah, I think, as close as we got. Like, I fucking love that movie to this day, man. That's a good movie. Three hundred, insane. <laughs> works for some, but not for others. But then they it's still like, change shit, and they still change shit in three hundred too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, they did. There's was, there's, there's, I mean, three hundred yeah. was almost like like a kids like picture book almost yeah. with with how kind of brief it was you know well i think some things don't adapt sorry i mean each other. i think some things yeah. that don't, it's hard to adapt them from the pages of a comic right onto the big screen that's yeah. why i think you're saying i agree with that it's tough yeah, I, think, I think that's that, a I think weird that, media you know yeah, because I yeah think that the combination of the art and how they have mm-hmm. the story through balloons and shit i don't think exactly I, I don't think that you know you can get 
that great of an adaptation without fucking, you know, going off book. Um, one of the things that I was just thinking about is I think that the genre that lends itself best to when people go off and, like, make a little bit of changes is fucking fantasy. Yeah, yes. oh, no, I agree, 100%, yeah. Um, you know, I loved The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as a kid. But yeah. I'd rather watch the fucking movies than read the fucking books again. Because True. Of, you know, um, I'd rather read the Hobbit book than watch the Hobbit movies. Well, the Hobbit, yeah, but Lord of the Rings. I'd rather watch the movies okay. than read the book. Yeah. All right, now hold on a minute. Now I'm going to put one. Hold, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then the There's... other one for me uh-huh. is Game of Thrones. That's what I was going to go ahead. Go ahead. Go Game, ahead of Thron- Game of Thrones is so dense. <laughs> And yeah. I believe it's going to be the same thing for, like, the Wheel of Time series and things of that nature. When you can when you can condense these dense, yeah. dense stories that go on for right. thousands of pages into, yeah. you know, nine, ten hours. Whereas, uh-huh. like, reading it takes you way longer than that, you know? Well, yeah. Sometimes writers are very verbose as well. And they'll overwrite. They'll yeah. they'll 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 give us way too much description of of like Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing against him. Right. You know, he created a beautiful world, mm-hmm. but he couldn't write a battle for shit, and yet he wrote a nine-page song from fucking elves about Limba spread. But yet, the Battle of Helm's Deep took two and a half pages. Yeah. Come on, now he was overly descriptive. Yes. Beautiful in its descriptiveness, mm-hmm. but overly descriptive and couldn't right. do like action at all, hardly. Yeah, yeah kind of weird, isn't it? How he was good at good at one aspect, but not so good at the other. Huh? Yeah, it's. And like Josh, I know I know you're into D and D and stuff like that. Did you ever mm-hmm. read like Drizzt or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, I'm aware of the character, but I've never read any of the Forgotten Realm stuff. Yeah. but I know he's awesome. Yeah, I think that I think that's another thing. Like you know, Robert Jordan. I, no, that was R. A. Salvatore. Sorry. R. Yeah, R. A. Salvatore. R. A. Salvatore is you know so dense, and the same thing with you know Robert Jordan for real time. I mean, I believe that these uh, to screen adaptations are going to you know they'll drive people to the source material, but. It's going to be. It's going to be preferable. Well, look at what happened with Ender's Game. After you know, everybody was flipping their shit because the Ender Saga was coming to the movie screen, and they had to leave so much of the story out to make the movie. Yeah. It just pissed everybody off. That's true too. Um, that's science fiction. So like. I, I don't. Yeah, but like, same. Like, like you're like you're saying, I, but I don't think that you can condense a science fiction source down like you can a fantasy source, because like people, there have been two adaptations, and now we're going on a third adaptation of Dune. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I just don't see like science science fiction being as adaptable. At, and uh, you know, people being able to take as many liberties with it as you can with fantasy. True. Well, yeah, fan- fantasy. I agree with you because there's a lot. There's a lot more leeway. <laughs> I feel, yeah. and most most fantasy stories there is. Um, whereas you know, like certain other uh, other whenever you have other stories, it's kind of like the care. You, you got to be more. Disc- you got to get the characters right a lot more. And and I think in fantasy. 
with every character in fantasy, just about there's 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 a little you can fuck with always, you know. Yeah. And the are, are you talking about like books, like fantasy books? Yes. Is yeah. It, do you think it's because, like, we were talking about with Star Wars before, like with Darth Santa, because like there's not like a picture of this is what this person looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they 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 don't have to look a certain way. Well, yeah. that's why I think a lot of there's a lot of artists out there that have done renditions of. Her. And they kind of like just exist in your mind. Then. Yeah, yeah. They just take their fucking lead. They just do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jesus, I don't, I don't know what's up with the audio. Um, I have it turned up all the way for me. Let me try this. Yeah, Russ is dead quiet on our end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ is not back. So, in. so. Uh, Definitely, everybody, always give us a heads up about the audio because even with the equalizer in front of me, like I can't hear what you guys are hearing. So please, always give us information. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing is, is that like, like I said, I think comics are very hard to adapt mm-hmm. because you know of what I said, the art and you know the. Uh, fucking narrative. The pacing's um, gotta be. It's, it's and the, the pacing too. Pacing, so man. like, I think that something that would be fantasy <clears throat> that's in a comic that's really popular that I think would be very hard to adapt would be something like Saga. Oh yeah, dude. And see, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like with Josh, what you said with The Walking Dead. When 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 I hear you know Netflix or Amazon, they're doing either Saga or like East <clears throat> of West. That's one where I'm gonna be. And it's like I'm gonna be real critical just because I love the source material so much, you know. So yeah. it's like something that I really, really give a shit about. It's like yeah. I don't know. And it's like I, I'm gonna give it a try, you know. But mm-hmm. it's and that's like you said, you gotta stay true to the characters, you know. And if they Which do is that, why I'm so critical of the Fox X Men movies. Yeah, and, and and I think a series or something because like, most comic books are told in long form, right? So I think a series does lend itself better to them. But I, I agree. When we talk about adaptation, we talk about panel to screen. I think um, even like Chris Nolan when he did uh, like with the Dark Knight, like there's a scene where it's um Harvey Dent, Batman, and um, Jim Gordon on like the rooftop of the police department or whatever. Like that's kind of like right from from Long Halloween, which influenced that movie a lot. And it's like yeah. again, like that's an example. Like it's not straight from the panel, but it's like it, it's in the spirit of that. So you know that the director read the source material. They're having like a similar type conversation, and I think stuff like that is enough for me. De- depending on the story, though. Yeah. yeah, Batman's easy because it's like in the real world, but. Russ, go ahead and unmute yourself, dude. You're... No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm having, no, I'm having, I was having Anna try it out to hear it and see, make sure. See. I, I thought maybe my fan was coming on my computer. But oh, you guys we don't usually, hear it, right? We, we, we hear it. your fan. Maybe it's fucking Charles with his goddamn, me, his crazy ass. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I got his fucking neighbor <laughs> running around, yeah. Tell him that hot so, chick to turn off her vacuum cleaner. Yeah, if right. anybody but Charles wants to talk to us about audio problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, tur- I turned my Charles. game up a little bit, so maybe it'll compensate for because it, it's been weird. Like my audio goes low and shit, even though I have it all turned up. <laughs> Charles right. like, well, sit up there. We beat the <laughs> fuck out of this Walking Dead conversation. I will, I will say. I hope the yeah. volume works. That was a good conversation. Uh, the the issue though, mm-hmm. I thought it was a solid, very satisfying ending, and I won't spoil anything. But if you've been nice, a fan of the man. comic, you'll enjoy the ending. If you liked it, that's good cool. It was a good. I'm gonna check it out just because I want to see how they did it. Um, but it sounds like like it, it did it wrapped everything up nice, is what it sounds like. Yeah, it really did. That's cool. I mean, Dude, that's good, man. Yeah, the worst is when they do a fucking ending that's kind of leaves you, leaves you hanging. I fucking hate that shit. Well, it, it, it's clear that they ended on their own terms. It oh, wasn't yeah, a sudden man. cancellation. And, well, yeah, you know, like Kirkman wrote basically an S, uh, two or three page essay in the back of. You know, oh yeah, I thought it was longer than that. Actually, it might be, but yeah. But he mean, said this ending's been planned for two years. Yeah. Good. They man. even they even submitted fake panel line art for the next three issues and fake solicitations to Diamond just to surprise everybody. Yeah. Wow, really? That's cool, yeah. man. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad because it sucks whenever, whenever either they got to end comics too soon, which happens all the fucking time, yeah. or when they when they go on too long, dude. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that, that's definitely a thing too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good for them, man. Walking Dead, and it's like I'm. I'm sorry. We're, I know we're trying to move on, but I will say, like, I was never a fan of either the comic or the show. But I think that the Walking Dead did a lot for just like nerd culture in general, as far as yeah. making it more mainstream. It did, and, and I mean, you got you got people that probably never picked up a comic book in their life now going to comic book shops, and maybe maybe the Walking Dead got them into something else, which made them a comic book fan, you know. So I yeah. think like that, that that kind of exposure, you know, like gets hated on, but like it's it's good for us. It's all it's all good, uh, you know. Creates more fans, man. That's what you exactly, want, exactly, you know? man. Yeah, love what you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's not an excuse for you to love, Anna. Yeah, he's like some of us just love other people's wives, dude. Just love what you love. He's like Sam. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm gonna love. I'm gonna love Anna here in a little while. We'll try to end early for you, Russ. Live on RedTube. You just need a few seconds. That's Russ's new channel on RedTube. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you just go mute yourself for about five minutes and? Yeah, right, right. Five minutes. I'll have four and a half to cuddle. Hey, man, I'm not hating, dude. I'm in the same boat, brother. I am. A, I am a generous god. Hey, Nick. Nick, what do you say? Hey, what do you say, man? You better get yours. That's right. You, I'm, I'm gonna get mine. You better get Either yours. Way, yeah. All right. Moving on from Walking Dead into Marvel Zombies. There's a new Marvel Zombie series coming out. Um, there's been a cover image released, but we don't have much more information besides the car, cover artist. But, who who's doing who did the cover? Ah, shit, you fucking ask all Here, these let, questions, let me, Sam. Let me look, man. Let me look. <laughs> I might have it pulled up already. <laughs> oh fuck. I gotta pop up. Um Sean Phillips. Wait, no, that's the old one. I know. Uh In Hyuk Lee. Mm. Never heard of him. <laughs> I am sorry for butchering your name, sir. He, hey, he's in the chat too. He's gonna be mad. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's just Charles under his pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his pen name. 
Stop culturally appropriating. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but yeah, so that's the thing. Marvel Zombies is coming back. Um, I enjoyed the the original by Kirkman. Yeah, they had a good little following, man. They they had those diamond select figures, but if you have them, hold on to them. Yeah, those things go for some money, dude. I wish I had never opened mine. Cause oh, I, you did, dude. Yeah, you can still get some money for them, even even open, but. When did they do Marvel Zombies before? Oh my god, it's been a long time. Like, like 15 years. Something? 15 years. Before that. Oh wow. I thought it was like mid 2000s. I thought it was like 2005. It, it could, it could yeah. be, dude. I, I just know they did Marvel Zombies, Marvel Zombies right. Return, 2, 3, 4. It was it was a it, it was an interesting concept when it was first introduced in Ultimate Fantastic Four, and the first couple of miniseries were pretty good. The stuff that Kirkman they wrote, just like a few books of it, and then yeah, like they introduced the concept and they introduced the concept in Ultimate Fantastic Four, and then you know it spawned its own mini, and then like Machine Man got into it in like one of the other miniseries and he it was machine man and they were writing him like uh from uh fuck what is that miniseries um oh god i can't remember it's one of my favorite miniseries and warren ellis wrote it it had machine man captain marvel shit oh god it's like uh next wave agents of hate I never read that. Oh, dude, it's fucking amazing. If you guys, I never like would have, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, but like, it was that Machine Man, and uh, I always criticize Dan Slott, but that Machine Man is also in the new Iron Man, and they're like using it to um, like explore like artificial intelligence and stuff, and it was pretty cool because like Machine Man's J- uh, dating Jacosta. And it's just some really interesting stuff, and it, I will give props where props are due. Dan Slott, you did a good job for once. Fuck mm. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on from Marvel Zombies, because there's not really much to talk about, you know, besides we got the, pre- the, we got the preview image. Um, we're going to move on to Uncanny X-Men number 21. Now, this was released this week, so if you're reading Uncanny X-Men and you don't want to be spoiled... Deactivate for a few minutes. Yeah, deactivate for a few minutes. Um, we get into X Men Uncanny X Men Twenty One, and the it's you know it's pretty much status quo for you know the Uncanny book. You know the X Men get in over their heads a little bit, and you know they're fighting uh, the forces of one, which were a thing back in the. Um, God, the 198, like when Scarlet Witch, you know, said no more mutants in the follow-ups to that. They had the Sentinels protecting the X-Men. Right. And it was like the Sentinel-1 program. Well, they bring back one as a military force. And so they're fighting the X-Men. And then all of a sudden at the end of the issue, we see the guys from the military unit 1, like, just stop what they're doing and start, you know, helping the X-Men out, like... Come on, here. Okay, Havoc, let me help you up. And the last page of the issue shows you that Emma Frost used Cerebro and erased from the world the memory of mutants. So no normal human knows that mutants have existed. They just know mutants as, no- mutants as normal people. 
Yeah. Well, well yeah. They, 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 don't, they don't have a concept of mutants because... Right, they don't even know what a mutant is. It's right. Mutants have never existed. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> that's, that's like a huge game changer, and I'm wondering how that's going to factor into the two uh, miniseries coming up from Hickman where they're going to reboot the X-Universe. Yeah, yeah, um, because there's one more issue to come. Yeah, because the uncanny's been bi-weekly, so there's one more issue that'll drop on the tenth. Uh, no, the seventeenth. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. and then the powers of ten and the house of ten come out in the last week of July. So we'll Man, see oh, how it plays out. Dropped a big old mental bomb there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a reverse Scarlet Witch. You know, from no more mutants to you know, mutants don't exist, and you, but they do, and you don't know about it. Shh. Everybody just forgot it's amnesia. Yeah, that's wild, though. Damn. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I think it's a really interesting way to go. Um, Emma Frost has become a more interesting character to me. Uh, she was interesting. You know, when Grant Morrison first brought her into the X-Men. But um, to me, she, she lost some of her luster as, like, they basically made her Cyclops's, you know, bitch. <laughs> you know? You know, they, they, they kind of made more him hers. Well, Let's be fair. Well, afterwards. Like, like, during the whole Phoenix Five thing, like, she was all gaga over him. And then, like, when they rebooted the X-Men after X-Men versus Avengers and shit, like, she was, she was the one that concealed his death. You know, she, she was the one that, you know, was putting the vision of him into people's minds and shit when he was actually dead. You know, it, ma- it, made, it made her different than, like, the cold-hearted ice bitch that we all loved. But there are a lot of versions of that character that, I mean, it's like, they... That's the one character they just that I feel like they've taken the most goddamn between TV shows, movies, and the comic books. It's like they're just they just walk on to shit with her, don't they? God damn! Wow. Like, I think I like the comic that's better. That's the thing. Like she's never she's never been consistent because yeah, you know you go like, you go from like Dark Phoenix to the whole thing in New Mutants with the Hellions, and then you go to Generation X. Then they cooled her off for almost a decade, and then. You're talking about Jean Grey? No, Emma Frost. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I walked away. I'm sorry. No, sorry, um, man. Yeah, no. I, I mean, when did they like? When when did she turn into like a good guy? Was that um, Generation X? Okay, she, and she was, was she, on... she was teaching the Generation X kids with Banshee, you know, because she lost the Hillions and she thought this was like her penance yeah. and chance to do well. <laughs> and then she was like on the team with Astonishing X Men. Well, before before that, with uh, Grant Morrison. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Morrison added her to the team, and then um, Whedon, when he did Astonishing, did some stuff with her too. And then she was huge in the whole Avengers versus X Men thing too. Yeah, she she was one of the ones that um. Was she one of the ones that had the Phoenix Force? Yeah. Okay. She was one of the Phoenix Five. Yeah. I mean, she's a really complicated character. She's been around for a long time and have had a lot of different iterations of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think even yeah. with, even with her using Cerebro, I think this is the most powerful we've ever seen her. 
I mean, because aren't you supposed to have to be? Or I mean, a really, a really strong. Yeah, like fuck you up if you're not. Right. Yeah. That's it's Rebro takes somebody pretty goddamn strong to use it. And, but like that's that's the problem with the X Men books. Like they constantly depower and like up the power of you know people's favorite mutants. That's um, a good like. Yeah. When they added her, se- when Grant Morrison added her second mutation of the diamond form, you know she right. se- she seemed the most balanced. But like before that, in like some story arcs, she was shown to be like on par with Xavier. Wow. As far yeah. as mutant powers, Emma um, Frost. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like they try to do that, like with a whole bunch of characters, just like elevate them past what you know, previous writers have established for the character. And for some, for some, for some mutants, it works like Iceman, you know, like making Iceman and a mega level mutant. And that had to deal with Emma Frost too, because she took over his body and she was the one that figured out, you know, the potential of Iceman's powers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did it like, did it like took someone else to figure it out? It took some, it took, you know, someone someone else in order to you know like unlock his potential. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it could be also that they're trying to set a precedent where a lot of mutants can, a lot of mutants are more powerful than they real than they realize they are. Yeah, yeah. But a lot like of them, it that. takes That's not a bad thought actually. Yeah, it takes a lot of passion sometimes mm-hmm. and a lot of know how to achieve that potential. You know, so I, I don't know. Sometimes it's having to learn how to do it, and sometimes it's you gotta be raged and then get it. You know, <laughs> things yeah, like that. Maybe yeah, it's so, like just being pushed to that point, right? What's it's, it's hard to do it on your on your own. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. I mean, so maybe that's what it. Maybe that's the precedent they're trying to set is that all mutants have a potential to be very powerful. It's yeah. just a matter mm-hmm. of what level like they can achieve. It. Right, right, right. So that might be what they're trying to do. Uh, I mean, I might be giving a more, more problem. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, because all some mutants need to do is eat their vitamins and say their prayers. Right, right. <laughs> say their prayers. <laughs> what you gonna do when Emma Frost runs wild on you? <laughs> You're gonna die. Dude, Emma Frost, dude, she could run wild on me. Alright. Yeah, that's a, that's so, not shit. <laughs> since you Rock, wouldn't need a cold shower. Hey. Yeah. That's right. Diamonds are pretty cold. Nice. But Rob mentioned death. And we've got another one. Oh. And it's a long running I'd say cultural staple, and that's Mad Magazine. Uh yeah. oh, that's uh, fun, dude. It's the unfortunate downfall of print media at this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the digital yeah. or die yeah um i loved mad magazine as a kid um me too and growing up you learn to appreciate it more because it was the last it's the last ongoing legacy of ec comics and william gaines you know yeah so looking at it from that point of view I mean, it, it, it's sad, but looking at it from the point of view of how far downhill it's gone in the last few decades, like I'd say the last 20 years, um, it's not surprising. I mean, you have to be able to, you can't have, 
you can't be a print publication and have a niche audience. Comics is finding that out. Yeah, you have, man. You I want to. I want to talk about that at some point. Just like the state of comics, and oh, we can do that whenever you want. Yeah. Man. yeah. Well, I, I, a lot of comic companies now are adapting to the subscription model through um, through digital, and that's mm-hmm. that's the way they're going to have to go to survive. And that and that's the funny thing. Um, when people talk about like the sales of comics and stuff, we don't have access to comicsology sales. Right. Really? Why right. is? Yeah. Is that com- like? It's not. It's not factored into Diamond's overall sales numbers. Why? And why? Well, I. I mean, I guess if they're not getting it through be- Diamond, yeah, then- because it's not right. distributed through Diamond. Yeah, so there's right. there's no way unless companies want to release their numbers to actually tell from digital to print what the percentage so- is of what people are doing. Why wouldn't why wouldn't they release those numbers then unless they were bad? You know, um, what I mean, like that's. I, I don't think they are that bad, man. Um, Comicsology well, has that unlimited plan. Uh, they're be, they're owned by Amazon maybe, now. Maybe it's hard yeah. to like get a get an official count then. Yeah. Well, and that makes you wonder too that. because they're obviously not. Diamond doesn't count the sales digitally direct through like Marvel Unlimited because all that stuff right. on Marvel Unlimited is six mm-hmm. months old or older. New issues you have to purchase until right. they're six months old. Yeah. So they're not counting those subscription payments. They're not counting mm-hmm. um, digital sales that way. Right. All we're seeing is basically physical sales on Diamond. And the physical the the physical sales of comics <laughs> are are dismal. Um, so I think I I think that going into that just real quick, I think that Marvel is out of their motherfucking minds to think that um, what is it uh the new Carnage series Ultimate Carnage or whatever mm-hmm. is gonna sell is gonna out ever outsell in print any of the '90s shit. No, the, they're <laughs> trying. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying to get uh Ultimate. I, I think it's Ultimate Carnage. It's a new Carnage miniseries that's going to deal with, like, Carnage, Venom. It's going to deal with all the stuff that Donny Cates has laid down in the Venom book um, and the Carnage book. I'm not sure Donny Cates did that. I think it might have been Al Ewing. Um, So there's no fucking way it's going to sell 8 million print copies. Well, I I find it hard to believe only because in the 90s, we, we really, I mean, we didn't have comics online, really. So yeah. it was kind of like we, if you were a comic book fan, you still had to actually get the physical comic to print. Right. right. Yeah. What, what are we talking that, about? Trying to. And, I had to and step away for a second. That, Car- like, that, like, that, that Carnage miniseries. Maybe, I don't know. That Carnage miniseries that come coming out. I keep saying it's Ultimate Carnage, but I'm not sure what it is. It might be American oh, Carnage. Real quick. Um. It's coming up, and one of the one of the things is that Marvel is trying to say that they're going to make it the greatest hey, selling. Of, is it Cult of Carnage? No. Okay, right. Let me look it up. Absolute Carnage. Absolute Carnage. Okay. That's what it is. And it was like Ultimate Absolute or some shit like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Marvel is trying to say that they're trying to sell eight million print copies. There's no fucking way in hell. There's nah. absolutely no way in hell, and well, that's and just going to go away. When we were back, when we were kids, people were buying them because that was the only way to get them. Now, nobody right. wants to have those long boxes of comic aside from a niche audience. Sure. They want to be able to grab that iPad or that tablet, take mm-hmm. it with them, and have an entire library yeah. 
in a 12 yeah. ounce package. And so I'll say, like for for me, it's it's not as much as that. I want because I, I don't I don't want to read a digital comic, and I rarely do. But for me, it's like I, I, when I got into comics, like as an adult, was most like I I, I read like from like in, like during high school and stuff. I read like certain like DC books, like Long Halloween and, and Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. But when I was like out buying Lucy issues, was was when um, <clears throat> Marvel Now was starting. And then at the, I was like it, around the same time that um, DC did uh, fuck, what was their relaunch called? New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two. So it was like it was a time where like you can kind of start fresh with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got yeah. a lot of good books then, man. I was buying a lot yeah, of but stuff none like. none of those books sold a million copies. No, none of them did. But I, I'm just saying, like as far as like the state of comics at this point, yeah, because I've been out of it for a while. I don't even know where to start. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like I just find myself just reading. Like when when I do get time to read, I'm reading old shit that I already know is good that I've already read before. So it's mm-hmm. like, is like what can they do to to for new readers? Like because like like that's the hardest thing. Is like where do you start? You know? Yeah, it's it's it seems kind of asinine that instead of waiting till Venom two to try and tie it into that, that they're doing it on their own. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're trying to force they're trying to force this carnage issue. Yeah. And it's, I... it's just not gonna work. The the marketplace is completely different. When mm-hmm. I when I was buying comics in the nineties, when X when X Men number one came out, I bought ten copies. X Force yeah. and when X Force One came out, I bought fifteen. Well it's just like if if you if you're a if you're a casual fan and you're like, shit, man, I like I like this property. If you if you like the Avengers, say, and then you're like, I'm gonna go to my comic book shop and check it out. Like, you're, how lost are you gonna feel? Because you don't have a jumping on point, yeah. right? And, unless you have a knowledgeable staff who can be like, this is a good place to start for right now. But if, if it was 2005, start at Avengers disassembled. You know, yeah. Which which is rare that you're gonna find a knowledgeable staff even. You know what I mean? Because like the in my comic shop, they don't know shit about comics, figures, paint, nothing, dude. Yeah, ours is the kids. one locally. <laughs> We've got one locally here that's like that. And then if you you ask them, hey, I, I want to do a pull list or a subscription list or something like that, and it's a book that he doesn't specifically like, he'll shit all over it and then yeah. refuse it. Oh, the one over by my terminal, we've got a good one, but they're rare. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's um. It's just tough because it's comics are hard for to get into, like yeah. because of the the continuity, right? Yeah, and I know like, they they've done relaunches, New Fifty Two, like we talked about in um Marvel Now, which like I took, I jumped on both of those. Yeah, but the thing is with the relaunches and stuff, even I mean, you could have years <clears throat> worth of back issues to try to catch up on, and good luck finding them physically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, New Fifty Two has been going on for what? The last six years? Well, well they've they rebranded it to rebirth. About ten years. They rebranded it to rebirth and everything like that. Well, but, but yeah, that's that was thing. 2010, man. That's yeah. been a long time. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, Marvel is re-fucking launching their universe every five years. DC, but, dude, DC like, isn't too far behind. I feel like that's like almost the way to do it, man. It, because, because all the new people that they're bringing in with the movies... 
Right, but it's no, but, but at the, but at the same know. time, but at the same time, it's fucking, it, it's fucking consume. It, it's what we talk about, like you know, with the two Flash actors, it's confusing consumers. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it because, almost makes because, it be like, what's the point of yeah. reading it and getting invested in it when you know it's about, it's gonna be done? Yeah, in years and, and the other <coughs> thing is yeah. that they're adapting these stories from the comics that happened so long ago. That okay, if you if you were a fan of Infinity War and Endgame, and you go back and you read Infinity Gauntlet, and then you read Infinity War, and, oh, dude, and Infinity it's Crusade, insane. it's completely fucking different. Yeah. Thanos is yeah. a completely different character with completely yeah. mm-hmm. different motivations. And, dude, and I'll say, I'll say he's much better in the movies, but still, like, is that? Do you think? That's my opinion, but like, do you think it would like take away from people's experience of the movies, or no? But what it will do is it will sour them on the comics because it's not what they're. It's not the story that they're getting in what they're used to. People are always gonna want yeah. you know what they're familiar with. And so then I not, think so open mind to say, okay, I can appreciate this for what it is. So in the movie for what it is, but that again, that's rare, you know. So back back in the two thousands, Marvel launched the Ultimate Universe, and a lot of that is what you know. The Spider Man movies are based on, you know, with the organic yeah. webbing, and you know the Avengers with Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I think would be the fucking smartest thing is continue continue your publishing continue what you've got going right now but what you really need to do is you need a fucking cinematic universe you need a second ultimate universe you know what i mean you mean like in print like a comic line yes i agree that it's needed but the problem is sales wouldn't support it ultimate if, if you base a if you base a universe on the movie stuff, it'll sell, it'll outsell, it'll outsell the mainline. No doubt. I, I get what you're saying. Well, I can tell you this because you could you could do a com you could do comic books that are in between the movies and things like that. Um, There's almost that. like it was, yeah, yeah. and then also yeah. like that kind of like yeah. fill, fill in the gaps. Right, yeah. right. That, that, like, yeah. With, even even with Ultimate, that was like in like that came out when um and that came out is like kind of like what I was saying. Like you want these new fans. To have a jumping on point, right? Mm-hmm. And if, right. if you if you saw Spider Man in two thousand, you're like, shit, dude, this this character's cool. Let me go check out some comics. You could buy Ultimate Comics, and and that's it. Yeah. It's starting from square one. But then, ten years later, they're just as convoluted as the regular Marvel universe. Yeah. yeah. Like, what it's do you not do? Even more so. Yeah. Yo, because because yeah. what you got to think of is they're coming out with an issue every month. Yeah, and it's like, so what do you do? Like, how do you avoid that? Or it's like, what do you like? I can't. Th- I'm asking because I can't think of a solution. Well, no. Personally, personally, what I think is that they do need a cinematic line. That's the first thing. And then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to realize that as you go from phase three to phase four to phase five, you're going to have to have that continuity. Continue. You have to. You have to Man, be slavish to it. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because that is. I think we talked about guys like John Hickman before mm. with good writers being tied down by just too much shit. And when I say shit, I mean continuity. Yeah. So like because 
Wolverine's got to be here on this day, but here on this day, Jason Aaron might not be able to write the Wolverine story that he wants to write because yeah. I got to keep this, 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 and this fucking web of continuity in in mind when I'm trying to tell my story, you know, and which I think this, sucks, man. Like the thing was, was the Ultimate Universe most of the time outsold the regular Marvel shit. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Especially in the first few years. In the first, yeah. in, the fir- in the first few years, man, Ultimates <clears throat> way outsold Avengers because yeah. it was so much easier to jump on, and it was so yeah. different than what everybody mm-hmm. was used to. Right. Ul- it's Ultimate- like, oh, here's a new, fresh take. Ult- Ultimate Spider-Man. Like Ultimate Spider-Man made them think about canceling Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. And it's like there were so, there were so many things. I mean, the ultimate the ultimate universe before they got to Ultimatum and let Jeff Loeb fuck up the entire universe. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually, starting with Ultimates three, probably you know, was, with Quicksilver with Quicksilver and Wanda being in an incestuous relationship. Yeah, that was um the Ultimates was a lot of bad, but with some with some good. Well, the Pepper, I like the stuff Hickman did, but I, I do like the – I think the Ultimates did a good job of building a universe better than the the normal Marvel universe was doing in comic form because everything was kind of connected more more like it was in the movies. Because well, I think like, also, with what happened – it was, it was more connected, like in the sixties. You know yeah, what, you know what I mean. I think it maybe it's got too far away from itself, or too big, and kind of crumble under its own weight. Yeah, I think- like even the ultimate, like with just real quick, like with the X Men and how like that was related to like the super serum that they like they used to create Captain America. I think just like stuff like that, where it all kind of maybe has a similar starting point. If you want to say that, hmm. um, Jose. I- Jose, I agree with you, and I just wanted to address uh, Dakota's in the chat. He says, I think editorials should be held more responsible and do a higher standard than what they currently are. And some of these convoluted things wouldn't be as much of an issue. That said, comic logic. And he's right. Yeah. Comic logic can undo whatever they need to. But the I think something interesting um, to kind of piggyback on what Dakota said and like bring it into fo- bring comics into focus is what people don't seem to realize is that the current writers and editors are caretakers of these are caretakers of these characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't and it doesn't seem that they take that like Dakota said, they don't have that accountability and they don't take it seriously. Because yeah, right. cause it comes down to a dollars and cents numbers game. Which I think they are doing, and it's like I know, like you've been a fan of some of this stuff, Nick. But it's just kind of like I feel like what Marvel's doing is they're taking two, like a bunch of character names, and they're jumbling up in a hat, and then they draw two out and they say, "Okay, we're going to combine these people," which is where you get like Cosmic Ghost Rider, which, which thankfully the writers did a good job with. But I think they're doing that stuff to sell issues, and if the guys at the top, the bean counters, are seeing that selling issues. Then they're gonna uh, push for stuff like that. You know? Yeah, but comics has a comics has a history of this kind of shit. Because yeah, that's, that's be, true, because man. because in the old um, God, it was in the old Guardians of the Galaxy series, and then um, Marvel had a UK imprint, and they had a book called Cyberspace Three Thousand. There was a character in it called the Keeper. Okay, 
So you're talking about Cosmic Ghost Rider, who's a, uh, you know, Frank Castle with the power cosmic mm-hmm. and the spirit of vengeance. Well, the keeper was the Silver Surfer with the fucking uh, Mega Bands from Quasar. So it's like there's precedent to this. Yeah. Man, something else you said. You talked about like you talk about like filling in the gaps between the movies. It's like my concern with that, and I think that'd be a good idea again for these um these people who are getting pulled in by the the MCU. But like a big criticism for like the new Star Wars canon is that like you're reading these books, but like nothing happens. Yeah. So like, would you be worried about that if they if they did these kind of like fill in the gaps comics or? Well, well, I think what you, I think what you need to do is at, at the time that you're also filling in the gaps, I think that you need to adapt. Okay, so say we're in phase four. Okay, and we're gonna go ahead and start our Marvel Cinematic Comic Universe with phase four. First thing you do is you adapt the movie. You know, for okay. each, for each property, maybe they'll just say here's what to expect right here's what the writings is what the characterization is gonna be right. like yep okay. so, you, so you adapt the movie so that you have that ingrown base <clears throat> and when they start reading that book they're familiar with the property okay and, and, and then, and let's and then say, after you, and then after you go ahead and you adapt that movie that's when you can start telling the stories in between the movies. And here's what, here's and then, what Marvel has. It, but, but like, but like, here's the here's the thing, Sam. When you adapt in between the movies, you then have to adapt the next movie, or you're losing like, get to that point. Yeah. Well, like, here's the thing that Marvel has, which is a strength that Star Wars doesn't. Is just it's like this deep well of characters. So like in between, they could they could be fighting. Like if say if there's like if you're gonna run an Avengers title, mm-hmm. they could fight a character that's well known to us comic people yep. that the movie people haven't seen. So like it, it it would get me to read like if there's a comic and they're like it's the MCU, it's canon, and they're fighting fucking Taskmaster yeah. or just insert Kang. I don't think Kang would be one. Because I well, feel like Kang, Kang, movie. Is, Kang is one of the rumored villains for you know Phase Four. Yeah, and that's the thing. But it's like if, if I'll be like, shit, I'll, I'll read that, yeah. to check it out, and especially if you had a good writer on, like that get that get me back in because it, the, at this point I'm not in. You know what I mean? Like rereading old shit that I already know is good. Like, and then you go and you read the Transformers comic, and it makes you throw up and <laughs> and not want to read anything, and not want to yeah. read anything that's a comic. It's got um, me staring out the ocean. Like, do I even like comics anymore? Yeah. So when you go from like all the any complaints you have about anything Marvel or DC does, and then you just read that yeah, sorry, comic, and you go, "Oh, they're not so bad." <laughs> yeah, it, uh, pr- kind of want to go ahead and address a couple things in the chat. Jose says he's been reading the family, the vision family series now. And that was such a good book. And it's such, it's such an out there book. Yeah. You know, it's completely different than anything that they would do on screen. And you know, it's funny. It that's so shit, good. That's the stuff I would enjoy the most that, and, and I probably, it's still good. I don't read a ton of comics nowadays anyway, but when I was a kid, I loved the stories that were a little off the, that were kind of out of like the away, like I don't know if they would do just like a short, a short arc, a short story arc with, with some books, you know, yeah. and and it didn't have to be long, maybe six six issues or something like that, and 
it was just a good story. I like that then, shit. You know, that was some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, and, and Jose again says X Men is too convoluted for me to get into now, and I almost feel the same with Spider Man. And dude, that's how a lot of dude. people feel. They feel that you know they're trying to break into a secret club. Dude, I was a comic fan for a long time, and I still like trying to get back to it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, struggle. I mean, different versions. That's that's the weak. That's the weakness of comics as a medium. Yeah, like I started reading X Men at the Marvel Now relaunch, and I took a break because like shit just got busy at my job. And then like the summertime came around, and it was like I was like I don't even know where to start. And like just like three or four months off, man, that, that'll do it to you. And like that's all. Yeah. And then Primal Sabbath Dakota in the chat says, "I would like a MC. I would like a MCU oriented book. But what happens when a director like the Russos wants to keep a lid on all aspects of an upcoming film? Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. But at the same, t- but at the same time, you have to realize that comics are written so far in, so far in advance that if you're planning a movie, you have that notice in order to not spoil what's going on." Yeah, are, are you saying Nick for like the the comic writers or the directors? Because I don't want I don't want the Russos to have another hindrance. You know what I mean? I don't want them to have to be like, oh, well, we got to fit it into this the yeah. story that uh, Jason Aaron's trying to tell. You know, I, I almost think like the Russos would be like, we don't give a fuck what you guys are doing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they don't give a and shit. I, and I don't think Marvel. I don't think Marvel would either. Like, yeah. No, 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 boys. Yeah, you, you don't you don't fuck around with someone who does it good. <laughs> does a good job. Yeah, and again, Jose Jose in the chat says it's like the Netflix shows. They're supposed to be in universe, but the movies never <clears throat> re- reference them. Case in point, no Defenders in Endgame. That shit don't count. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, nah. it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like how they treated the comics to the movies is what they're treating the TV shows to the, you know to the movies. You know, well, that the, I think that's that fun the too that the t- the TV shows are um, influenced by the movies, but the movies are not influenced by the TV shows. Yeah, not at all. I think that if, um, if Netflix, if, if Disney didn't make their own streaming service and, and those Netflix series were going on, um, you know. Right. Oh, oh, uh, you think Dakota, they, they, they would have had a reference in the movie? Yeah. Those situations were different. Dakota says that's the thing. The Russos kept the full scripts away from most of the actors. I don't think they would hand that over to even Marvel editorial with a team of writers and artists. Well, the thing is, is with enough leeway, you don't have to worry about that because the movie comes out and what happens? You're adapting that movie in issue at a time as it comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't do a full three hour you gotta movie have, in yeah. one comic. Yeah, so you, you know, so Nick, what you're saying is the, the day the movie comes out, you gotta have issue one out ready to go, maybe. Right, of the new storyline. You yeah. d- you've done your you've done your building and you've done your background mm-hmm. for the movie, and then okay, uh April twenty sixth, uh, Avengers five comes out. But I think what, what maybe Dakota's the, saying is like how do they get how do you know that build up and background without knowing the story you are gonna you are gonna have you are gonna have to have well the thing is is you don't have to do that what you have to do is they see marvel's marvel sees the, the creators see these movies months before they come out yeah, yeah so, like, like the shareholders and people like that 
I there is nothing I can do to turn my volume up more. Hey, but Nick, I'll tell you what, they, they, yeah. they um <laughs> well when Agents of Shield um years ago they they would they would do because they would whenever they would put drop a new MCU movie and yeah. Agents of Shield had their 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 season going on, they would like you that they like you know have their episodes with the story leading up to it, and all of a sudden the net they that the movie comes out and then the next episode, boom, picks up with the movie after the movie. So it's kind of like, I, I, I like they were, yeah, they were they were pretty like good that. about aligning with the movie. Again, the movie would affect the TV, but the TV would not affect the movie, obviously. Right? Yeah. So, so, but, but it, it, it they would, it, you could see where they would like. They, I happened with Thor. Um, I like that because movie. it'll get a dude like me to watch a show that I don't give a shit about. Right. True. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Because it's all it's all tied together, man. I think. Um, in, sorry. Go ahead. No, that that was it. I'm just, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, and two, like you don't actually have to adapt the movie as the movie comes out. You right. let the movie rest. You know, you let the movie do its box office. You Some keep telling you keep theater, telling yeah. the story in between the two movies to keep interest in the book, and then whatever, like two three months down the road, you start your adaptation of the movie, and people are still gonna buy it. Because, yeah, and, and, because you have you have that small little window, and you can do it. It's kind of what you said, where it's like they, the the Russos or whatever, they might not say all the details about the story, but they might say with the characters, don't kill this person. This person's got to be in this place yeah. when the story starts. It's going to be yeah. hindrance to them, but I think a talented writer could yeah. do a lot, and it, and it's still. Even if you got a movie coming up where you got to get all these characters in one place, it's going to be less stressful than trying to just meet the general comic continuity, yeah. which is again just like oppressive to a and to again, a, even we're, a good writer. We're talking we're talking adaptation because <laughs> you can't do the movie straight as a comic. You can't do no. a comic straight yeah. as a movie. So no. there's going to be changes in between, one one. in between the two mediums. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> that, was, that was another good discussion, man. We're, we're, we're two stories in. What? Jesus, really? Two stories in? No, oh. we are one, two, three, four, five stories in. We are now on Sandman going to Netflix. I'm for it. Hey, game. I think everybody attack. is gaming's involved. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I am totally um, for it. I mean,. You know, Good Omens was on Amazon Prime. That was yeah. phenomenal. And then he was, he was heavily the, involved in that too, Josh. Yeah, and I, I watched the first episode of that. Like, I'm trying to watch it with the wife, which never goes well because I always fall way behind because she can't. She likes to watch her cop fucking shows. And then, you know, I'm trying to watch fucking The Punisher when she wants to watch fucking old episodes of Numbers or NCIS or some shit. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah. Sandman couldn't be a movie, I don't think. So I'm glad, no, no, it have to be an I'm, ongoing yeah, series. I'm yeah. glad that it's going to Netflix. I mean, we we've seen great stuff out of Amazon Prime. We've seen good stuff out of Hulu, but Netflix Netflix for content, uh, product production value, and just like that effort, you know, maximum effort, baby. I I don't think you could be a Netflix. You know, as an option for for this. No, no. The only other the only other way you could was if you went to like HBO. 
Yeah, HBO. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, <laughs> um, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. I never read any of the Sandman comics. Oh, my God. Well, there was just so much. I didn't know where to begin. And, you know, I know it's a wonderful story because, I mean, it's gaming. Gaming doesn't usually write bad shit. Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never been disappointed in a gaming comic. So, I'm looking forward to it. And some people try to shit on, like, his Spawn stuff and, like, Miracle Man and stuff like that. But I, I find everything the game touches gold. Um, it's, such, it's such a beloved series, too. And, you know, you know, with the popularity of Lucifer and Netflix having the rights to Lucifer, even though it's not going to be, you know, they're not going to continue it after next season. They've already confirmed that season five will be the last ep- uh, last season of Lucifer. Yeah, you could have fucking Tom Ellis with whoever the fuck they get to play Dream, you know, because you know Lucifer was introduced in Sandman. Uh, I've never read the Sandman comics, oh, so it's, it, it's so gro- it's so great. Um, it's it, it's one of, it's one of those books that is like a tapestry, like everything runs together, everything pays off. It's it, it is masterful. Neil, that's Neil Gaiman's best work, without a doubt. And it, it's, I believe it's seventy-five issues, so about the same runtime as Preacher. So you're okay. probably, I think you're looking at seven or eight volumes of trades for it, or you can go the absolute route, um, which is DC's like premium line of, um, you know, hardcovers. And they're oversized, and they're just beautiful. And I believe Sandman well, is three of those. So let me. Since um, Netflix is doing it, uh, uh, I guess uh, probably a ten episode series uh, uh, season. I'm, I'm assuming. Um, are they going to have it? And you said Sandman was introduced in Lucifer, and they, um, Lucifer was introduced in Sandman. Oh, and, or and Lucifer was introduced in Sandman. You think they'll have like the guy that plays Lucifer on on the show? Yeah, that's, like, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah, they going to do that? that? I don't know, but oh, Netflix that, having that's what I, I'm sorry. I probably yeah. didn't, uh, you know, explain myself correctly. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, with them having that uh, relationship with DC with Lucifer, right. that and you know, with Tom Ellis, you could have when it comes time to tell the Lucifer story in Sandman, you could have Tom Ellis, and that's going to be a draw. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I, I like when you. I like when you can connect shows like that. Or connect, you know. Yeah. I always and, love that shit. And another, and another thing that you you could do is fucking Constantine. Oh yeah, you know now that one. All, I do know all that. All that shit can tie together. It, it's it, it's very interconnected. Um, yeah, that's cool. Does huh. did any of you read Sandman? No, no, I never, I never have. Yeah. But you're making me want to go look for it now. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, the, fir- the, the first, the first trade is called <sighs> Preludes and Nocturnes, and <sighs> it, 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 yeah, start with the first trade and just like enjoy well, it. Just, like it's 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 one of those things where like usually if I'm reading if I'm reading comics, yeah. I can go through a trade in like fifteen twenty minutes. You well, know I, I mean? yeah, that's kind of cool though. I, I like, but like I like stories that involve like. Uh, I mean, you say Lucifer is introduced in um, 
in, in San. I, I mean, that must mean you know. It, I like stories involving the devil and you know shit like that. <laughs> it's, it's a complete. It's a completely different take on the devil. Too. Yeah, well, that's um, cool though. I don't mind that either. But like, but like, what I was trying to say about the trades is like, usually, you know, when I'm reading a trade, I just bum right through it. With Sandman, with, 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 with the art, with the right. art, and then the dialogue, and just like going back and looking at like certain images and in panels and shit, like it, it's one, it's one of those deep dives that like, I, <laughs> it's it's a yuppie book. Okay, and what I mean, <laughs> what I mean, what I mean, what I mean by that is, it's a book you can see somebody drinking wine and eating cheese and enjoying. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. a bad thing. No, it's not it. It's not yeah. at all. Calling it a yuppie book is pro is probably you know not the way I mean, to put it, but that's just the way I could. It appeals to a wider audience, then. Yeah, so that, that's a good. And again, it's like for comics, it's a good thing, man. And then, dude, they're doing Sandman. So they could be do they could do death the high cost of living too, and death was and that was another great selling Vertigo series was death, um you know it was one of those first interpretations of death as a woman besides you know, the Marvel one which you know was in the seventies and shit but you know, it wasn't just that she was a woman it was that she was a goth chick. You know, and it, like she was spunky and she had character and it wasn't what you were expecting to see from from a character called death. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for Sandman. Um, sticking, sticking with Netflix, uh, the Dark Crystal voice actors have been announced. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, I'm excited Josh, I know for this that. is your joy. Yeah, it looks oh, good. Dude, well, I'm just going to screen share here then. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. Because I've got, uh, here we go. I've got the oh, picture of each one. Bonham Carter, hell yeah. Helena Bonham Carter oh, is going oh, to be voicing uh, Mayron. Okay. Mayron is the all Madra. Uh, Amadra is the female leader of a Gelfling clan. So the all Madra is like the head of all the clans. So Helena nice. Bonham Carter. She's voicing a very important character. Nice. Uh, we've got Agra being voiced by Donna Kimball. Uh, any reference to like what she's done before? or I'm not 100% okay. sure, to be honest. All right. uh, if anybody knows, throw it in the chat. We've got this little fizz gig lookalike named Baffy. And I guess he's going to be uh, creature voices, I guess. You know, creature sounds by Dave Goles. Or Goels. <laughs> All right, here's uh, one of the main Gelfling characters, Bria, or Brea, voiced by Anna Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy, sorry. Nice. So, uh, we've got Kadia, voiced by Eddie Azard. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, nice. another another good one. And we've got Deet, uh, voiced by Natalie Emmanuel. Okay. Interesting. And Gurgen, voiced by Harris Dickinson. Got a couple of... Kind of looks like he's the caveman of the Gelfling there. Yeah, what the fuck up with that face, dude? dude. Nice. And then here we got a podling named uh, Hut, voiced by Victor Yared. Wow. So, I know that name. I think he's a comedian, isn't he? I think. Sure. And then we've got a Gelfling Callan, voiced by Shazad Latif. 
I like these designs, man. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah now, here's another one of the Gilfling Madras. Quick question. They're doing all these as practical puppets again, too, right? All of these are practical yeah. puppets, yes. It's going to be practical puppetry and some on uh, some set work combined with CGI backgrounds and effects and awesome. practical effects. It's a blend that of everything. Really cool, though, that they have that they've actually put in practical effects. Yeah, yeah, it would be real easy for them to animate it all, dude. It really would be. I think it's cool that they're doing it. I, I, you know, animated. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dig an animated. I, I like seeing it like this. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool I that mean, they decided to go this route, though. Probably less. I love. I love this movie as a kid. Yeah, and you know, still love this movie. So I've I've read some of the comics. You know, I'd like to actually go back and check out some of the lore because they've actually done a few novels it turns out josh josh make fun of me i i i didn't like it as a, i didn't like it when i was younger i didn't like this until i got older i watched it yeah. I, I hated it and i watched it and i was like oh, that was a fucking good movie i like that yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah here's another one of the uh the madras uh this is going to be called argo i guess <clears throat> margot or argo i would assume argo like margo but voiced by louise gold she looks pretty old there. And then this is the Madra Farah. And this one's voiced by Lena Hetty. So oh, here's nice. your Cersei. Oh, cool. Here's your Cersei, dude, definitely. It looks she's like she's going to be a warrior, like a badass. She's, that chick's lost her damn mind, dude. <laughs> her her Instagram, she's, she's insane. Yeah, Lena Hetty, she's in, she's a nutter butter, dude. Is she posting nudes or something? Uh, no, no, nothing. That, that, oh, no, that, 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 that'd be perfectly safe, dude. That'd be great. It's just... Yeah. She's just talking all kinds of shit, flapping her gums. Oh, she's oh no! I off the chain. Attention. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Now here, here's uh, a Gelfling Mira, voiced by Alicia Vikander, and Naya, voiced by Hannah John Kamen. And another one of those must be a different clan because of these forehead yeah. uh, ridges, bumps. I think it's a way to distinction to make distinctions between the clans. You could be. This is Annika, voiced by Natalie Dormer. So there's another mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I love mm-hmm. me some Natalie Dormer. I wonder if they're gonna make her take her clothes off. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. So voice actor So this is uh, another well-known voice actor, Mark Strong, is voicing Ordon or nice. Ordon. Mark Strong, man. Dude, I like how he looks kind of grizzled and got the scar on the face and everything. Yeah. Mark Strong Mark Strong was super good in fucking Shazam. Nice. And then we've oh, got shit, I gotta watch that. Raker, Wrecker, voiced by Theo James. Mm-hmm. And then this one looks very much by like the original Jen, but this is Ryan, uh, voiced by Taryn Egerton. He's gonna be one of the main three. Cool. And this is Celadon, voiced by Gugu Mbatha Raw. I hope I didn't butcher that pronunciation. And I apologize if I did. And now here we go. We're getting into the Skeksis. Let's go. So Skekayak, <laughs> the Gourmand, voiced by Javi Feierstein. So this is one of the Skeksis from the original movie. Yeah. <clears throat> And voiced by Harvey Firestein. Nice. So he's, you know, of course, the chef. And then Skekok, the scroll keeper, voiced by Neil Sterenberg. 
Skeksel the Chamberlain, voiced by Simon fucking Pegg. And that is awesome. He's a wicked looking And the Emperor himself, Skexo, this is, you know, the Emperor that dies at the beginning of the original movie. He is being voiced by Jason Isaacs. So that's cool. I, and just real quick. When I yeah. used to, when I used to do that podcast with Lee, the guy we had on uh, yeah. the panels on pages podcast, we used to do castings all the time. And I mm-hmm. used to cast fucking Jason Isaacs as every fucking villain in the world. <laughs> Because he does so well. Yeah, that's some people are better, are really suited to do it. You know, they're that's their thing, man. So, well, here we go. We have Skektek, the scientist, the guy who actually drains the life essence from the podlings and the gullings. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's voicing him, so we're going to see Mark Hamill do some cool. torture. That's Mark cool. Hamill's awesome. Hey. I like that design. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now here's Tabra, uh, voiced by. Catriona, Catriona Balf, Balfi. I'm not sure, but looks like another warrior guffling. Now, this is one that was not in one of the original one of the originals in the movie. Of course, when the movie started, there were only eleven out of the original sixteen. So I think they're going to have all sixteen Skeksis in the series. Right. But this is Skeklock the Collector, voiced by Aquafina. Who's Aquafina? Um, uh, I'm not actress, sure. She's Water. an actress, uh, an Asian actress, I believe, and she was oh, in uh, okay. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. God. Now, here's Skekvar the General, voiced by Benedict Wong. <laughs> he looks awesome. The Wongs dude. don't make a right. <laughs> now, this is a picture of the, heret- the heretic, but uh, we don't have a voice actor so yeah, i'm that, going i'm wondering uh, if it's uh andy sandberg like it's rumored yeah that'd be cool. that could be maybe they just haven't kind of yeah. confirmed yet that is dope rob i like that a lot too and then this is skek mall the hunter voiced by ralph innocent i'm digging that design is badass yeah too. no shit nah, i like to have a figure of that guy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's cool. And then the librarian, voiced by Toby Jones. Nice. And Skekak, the ornamentalist, voiced by Alice Deneen. Damn. And I'm pretty sure that that's one that wasn't in the original. Uh, Skekzak, the ritual master, voiced by Keegan Michael Key. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He's also one of the faction leaders. Like the Skeks, he had like three main factions, and he was like head of one of his head of one of the factions. Mm-hmm. And then here's uh, Irva the Archer, voiced by Olafur Derry Olafsson. So we're seeing some of the mystics here, mm-hmm. and that was it. Uh, one of the mystics. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's a pretty impressive voice cast and yeah, incredible I'm looking I mean, designs. Yeah, it's like yeah. some people I've never. I'm not. They haven't heard of, but most people have. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder if, like, a lot of those bigger names would be, like, one episode things, or if, like, if they're committed to the whole series. So that'll be is it interesting. A series or is it a movie? It's going to be a 10 episode series. Yeah. So cool. Oh, no. It's kidding. called The Age of Resistance, and it starts in less than two months now, August 30th. Nice. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. 
Where's it going? This is, it's, Netflix. it's a Netflix series. Awesome. That's right. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be 10 one-hour episodes. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to – I don't know how far ahead of the original film it's going to be set, but it is going to be set before the events of the original film, obviously. Okay. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty excited, so I love this shit. And there's also a Nintendo Switch game dropping, like, the same day. The, nice. Like, they're going to do a game for Dark, Dark Crystal? Mm-hmm. The Age of Resistance, and it has a play style similar to Final Fantasy Tactics, like a real-time strategy. Oh, that's wow. cool. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, that's, that's right up Nick's alley. That's my shit. Tactics. Damn, that's kind of cool, dude. Yep. Oh, shit. Yep. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I've already got it on pre-order, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, nice. from Netflix and the Dark Crystal to the Far From Home box office. <laughs> so funny, dude. Dude, so, so, this, so far, this, so far, yeah. domestic, it's made $91 million. Okay. Damn. Foreign, $218 million. So we haven't even hit the weekend yet. After being released for three days, it's made three hundred and ten million dollars. Yes, and one hundred and twenty million of that was China Tuesday alone. No shit! Wow. But think about that. It really hasn't had an official opening weekend yet. When most people go see movies on the weekend, right? Yeah. Well, well, it's a holiday week and it's an extended holiday week, so they're going to count it as a six-day release. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit because of that. It's not. It's not a true like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's not because it came out on Tuesday night, right? When now we're Tuesday, people been off work this week, so right. So there's more people available to see it, but still, a lot of people, even when they're on, when they're on, when they are off, they're doing shit. So they're not always planning on having a movie. So I don't know. You might be right. I, I here's I, the I thing. It's that. it's already. I'm pretty sure it's already outgrossed Dark Phoenix worldwide. <laughs> Josh, of course, you have to stop. <laughs> I, I know. I know it. I know it beat Hellboy worldwide. Oh, sadly. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because mm, Hellboy that. is uh, just a, <laughs> damn, it's too good. But it um, deserves the hate. Wait. No, I, I'm just impressed because I think that. Uh, it shows the the drawing power of 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 of, of like of Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man for sure. You and Spider Man. Yeah, I think the MCU too. It, it's really cool. I mean, it, it's it, it's impressive. I, I think they they they've got a God. Disney's got a fucking gold mine. God. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> this isn't a Disney release. This is a Sony release. Yeah, right. I understand, but they and yeah. I think this character's popularity of having this particular iteration of Spider-Man portrayed by Tom Holland in the MCU has helped this movie because a few years back, what was it, six years ago when Andrew Garfield's uh, Amazing 2 came out this same weekend? Yeah. It it held the Tuesday record for a 4th of July opening for for the longest time, but it didn't do nearly as well as this one's already done. It it did. You know what killed me about that, though? Sony was... Sony was just just expecting to make they they did all right on those with those Spider Man movies. None none of those Spider Man movies were like a were like a dud, right? None of them were. 
They no, did well. Uh, three was so well, okay. three storyline wise was a total. Well, storyline, no, 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 that's yeah, not. He, he's talking was. box office. I'm talking about box, box office. office still made they, money. Yeah, they, they yeah. all made their money back and then some, right? And and yeah. but Sony seemed like they were never satisfied with what they were with how the movies performed. They always, I think, they always felt like they should be getting making like you know eight hundred million to a billion dollars on the movies, and I think they were. I think that's why. It, so now with with Marvel's help, and like you said, the MC, I think the MCU being an attachment helps out too. Um, yeah, yeah you're, you're, it's it's we'll a, it's impressive. We'll see where it, it ends up. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I'm 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 going to see how it I'm does this weekend. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Josh and Rob, you guys take the mobile suit Gundam, and I'll be right back. Well, uh, <laughs> I will. I'll go ahead and screen share this again. All right, oh, yeah, boy, I, I have you, hi- I've had you highlighted, so. Yeah. Oh, all right, I got some screenshots here. Right. Earlier this week, we were teased with an image. Wow. Uh, and it was just, you know, this silhouette and a little bit of detail of an inner frame. Jesus. And then it said one, one, this picture here, and it said wow. one one hundred, but that's all it said. And a lot of people were speculating, oh, my God, are we finally getting a master grade Barbatos? And well, at last night at Anime Expo, it was confirmed we are receiving a 1-100 Gundam Barbatos. And here are some early screenshots of it. This is the resin prototype. It looks beautiful. Oh, and it's got the mace and it's got the It it comes with... It comes with the mace, the long-range rifle, the uh, sword, and look at this. A pilot, Mikazuki, will probably be seated inside, but here's the standard uh, non-pilot Mikazuki with his long padded coat on. And look, if you see, he's holding his arm up like he's doing the forearm bump to uh, Orga. Yeah, that's, for the that's show. cool, man. Did they did they include? I mean, what's that? Like everything you'd want, right? With that figure. Yeah, uh, with this version of Barbatos, yeah. I hope they have some extra parts to where you can recreate all six forms. But if they don't, I'm fine with that. Because the original Barbatos in the first season, he uh, when he's activated, he's not fully armored. He's missing armor pieces. So after a few battles. He starts scavenging and cobbling armor pieces from other mobile suits and That's adding cool. them onto his armor and changing That's it cool. up. Yeah, um, here's a little bit closer of a shot of it. But yeah, I'm super excited for this kit. No release oh. date. Uh, um, I saw I'm something say, today of October 2019th, actually. Really? I was thinking probably be first quarter of 2020, but if we're getting it that soon, that makes me happy. Because I'm absolutely all about getting this kit. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I had saw on, I think it was, I don't remember, uh, Gunpla something or other. Uh, Japan time, dude, they're in the metric system. (laughs) We're all different over here. (laughs) So October 2019 will actually mean sometime in March. Now, what you guys were saying is they really haven't done—they haven't really done any master carving anything from master grade um, Iron Blood. They've, no, they've never done a master grade no, no. IBO kit. Ever. So if they, wow. if, if they if they're doing this one, I'm wondering if that means we'll get some of the other ones too. From I'm IBO. hoping so. I, yeah, I am too because I, I I have favorites. Um, because <laughs> master the, grade the, Vidar. 
Yeah. Oh, the 100 kits that we have gotten from the Iron-Blooded Orphans line, yeah. they were listed as the full mechanics kits. Right. Well, they had right. inner yeah. frames similar to a master grade and a yeah. real grade, but they didn't have like cockpits and they well, didn't have some of the yeah. finer details that you would find on a master grade, but they were like yeah. a hybrid. Yeah. The Vidar, and, they're basically a high grade. They're high yeah. grade with an inner frame is what they are. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cool. I mean, I like it. I had to glue some pieces on, but I think you have to do it with all yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> But I, well, I, shoulder armors were really bad on those full mechanics to pop off yeah. really easily. But yeah. I love them. I've built most of the one one hundred full mechanics. I've got a few that I don't have. I want to get them all eventually. But they only did like nine or ten, and I've got six of them built and two unbuilt. So yeah, and like <laughs> three eight unbuilt. <laughs> yeah, and four were loop. Uh, four were barbatosis. Yeah, because you had the regular, the fourth through sixth form, the lupus, the lupus rex, and then you had the the grays standard, the the standard grays, the 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 Schwab grays for both Gallo and McGillis. I've actually got the P Bandai Gallo Schwab grays. I haven't built yet. Uh, The Grimgird, the Camaras, the Camaras Trooper, the Camaras Booster Top. Yep. Uh, the Vidar, the Vidar, the Vidar and, the, and the Bio. I yeah. think those are the only ones. Well, that's the one I'm most anxious to. I'm hoping they they'll grand deal. The Bio is the Bio. I yeah. love that fucking suit, dude. That is, um, I love that. That's, that's great, dude. That's the one that's like the. Yeah. It was the essence of the original creator or some shit in it, wasn't it? The one they find oh, in that. God, it was well. It, it, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, it wasn't his essence so much, was, but yeah. you know, only the, tr- the it was prophesized or said uh, the That's only the true was. leader of Gallarhorn. That's yeah. could, could could pilot it, pilot. Yeah. yeah, right. That's that's what it was. The big deal was that only yeah. So it was like if you got that, it was more of like a. Uh, it's like if you like I would have to have there was like some kind of scepter. That only the leaders, true leader, can wield the scepter. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a tool. And, see, yeah. and and McGillis was able to pilot it without an yes. the Yana system. Right. And that's why they were saying, "Oh, well, that's why he should be the true leader." That's right. what he believed. But yeah, and McGill. I mean, <laughs> McGillis was just a skilled motherfucker, but a douchebag. But. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just saying for any of you out there who've ever been curious about a Gundam series and never watched one, yeah. I, I highly, highly recommend Iron Blooded Orphans. The animation it's is gorgeous. Great. It's two story seasons. Is, it's 49 episodes, 50 episodes, 50 yeah. episodes. <laughs> and the storyline is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it's a standalone series. You don't have to it have is. any prior knowledge of a Gundam nope. series. It doesn't tie in with anything nope. else. Yeah, right. Gundam, you, said it's, you said it's available on YouTube, right? You can watch it on YouTube on the channel yeah. Gundam Info. And it has yeah. <clears throat> uh, a wonderful English dub as well as regular subtitles. And it's also... Uh, dubbed in other languages as well, but yeah, the the English dub it was it's so good you'd almost think it was native. Yeah, yeah, and there's some great voice talent in it. I don't like to read my movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you one thing. When I first watched the English dub the of season one, season two's English dub wasn't out yet, but I was so engrossed in the story 
then I learned to read my movies for season two, and I couldn't stop. Uh, I had to know what was going to go. Dude, every, I'm going to tell you, every single movie I watch at home, I watch with subtitles on. I do, too. Uh, even if it's in English, man. Like, I like. I do, too, because sometimes I'll have to. Sometimes I have to turn the volume down like because Misty will be asleep or the kids are sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've just gotten into the habit of keeping subtitles on yeah, all dude, the time. Alex, like, like, even, even if the kids are gone, when we watch the movie, I'm like, I'll be tell my I'll be like Jackie, turn my subtitles on. Like I got I got a read movie too. Like I'm a huge Kurosawa fan, mm-hmm. and I recently I recently bought uh, Ran, which is one of his last movies. It's a thing. On, it's basically a samurai version of King Lear. And so, like, you can have the original volume, uh, the original language of, you know, Japanese and French, German, whatever. But the thing is, is even if you have it on English, you can't turn the fucking English subtitles off. And it drives me nuts. Because oh, really? <laughs> it, it drives me nuts because the subtitles are com- a completely different translation than what you're getting from the, Eng- from the oh, English. Oh, wow. Dub. So it's like you're reading like what they're saying, and then you and then you're trying to hear what they say, and it's two completely different things. It's just <laughs> nuts. That's funny, man. <laughs> I, I I think the potential is really awesome for this because that means we're gonna finally get some of these mobile suits that we've wanted in Master Grade, and I can't wait to see them. And 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 Matt, it, it'll be awesome. It'll be fun. It's gonna be fun builds. Um, yeah. Like Grim, God, the Grim Guard. Grimgard. Uh, Grimgard. Yeah, I can never pronounce it right. My wife corrects me all the time when I was talking yeah, about it. Right with, um, with Transformers, how like whenever they start a line, they always start with like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Yeah. So like they do, they do the Barbatos, and then hopefully if that sells well, we get the rest. Oh, it, it will sell well. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think, <clears> that I was a popular you, kit. But I think you might be right though. Is there? I mean. They're dipping their toe in the water, maybe. maybe I, I don't know why. Honestly, I'll be honest with you, Sam. They should have been done this, man. This should have been done fucking years yeah. ago, dude. Yeah. When you yeah. Told me there wasn't a master grade one of these, I was oh. like, I was surprised. I was like, I was, <laughs> when Rob and Josh both told me that there was no master grade for, I was like, are you, are you I thought they were wrong. I thought they're wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to think, this series only came out three and a half years ago. I understand yeah. that, dude, but come on. And, I, I think the Bandai would work so closely with the animation company that they would have this shit like <laughs> with the launch of the series. Yeah, well, look at how long it took them to do any of the double O kits in there. Nah, that's, that's that. Oh, yep. And see, we, just, and we just now got another double O Master Grade kit just a couple months ago with the Dynamis. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, and there's not even that many of the double uh, O kits. It's the. The quant the the Exia variants basically. There's the GNX, the Rizel. Um, what else is what there? about the Quanti? That's I, I count know. that as an Exia variant. Exia oh, okay. double O. You know, you've got yeah. all, like a million different versions of double O at this point, but they've never done any of the <laughs> other um, celestial being suits. Which are the main yeah. characters of the show? Yeah, the Dynamis is the first one, and yeah, based on the cover art, it looks like there's going to be at least one more. So, it just uh, high grade kits and are much much easier to crank out. Right, uh, yeah, they're easier to do the tooling, and I mean, there's thousands of Gundam kits out there. 
But the thing is, there's only been like 30 some real grade kits, maybe 40. Right. And there's only been maybe two or 300 master grade kits. Is there that many? <sighs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not something that even as someone who's built Gundam, I didn't even realize. I, th- I thought that they just pumped out everything in every scale. You know what I mean? The real grade just came about in the past eight, nine years. They didn't have yeah, the first real like grade that, kit that. until 2010. But I, I figure with that, they just like just did the master grade one and just like pinched in the sides and scaled it down. You know, like I didn't think that, that uh, they had to do like everything. Oh no, that's not just track. a scaled down version. Nah, it's, it's, it's funny. The master grade this guy. I, I don't know. Detail is better. Um, just, just God, and it, it, it's. It's funny. It's like a dream to build it, dude. I I like building them so much. <laughs> I've I've let's say become my favorites. My favorite um, kits to build now. Um, Talk so. I know. I know. I I, I mean, I go wrong. It's just a, a good high grade kit is fun to to bang through in a couple hours. Mm. <laughs> but the real grades are nuts. They're fucking nuts. Jesus Christ! I can't. I got so tired last night building this goddamn uh, crossbones one. I, I was, I'm working on the head now, and I I, I just couldn't see my eyes. <laughs> well, doesn't help. I the go, parts are microscopic. Oh my yeah. god, they're so small. It's insane. Wow. I was like, man, I I lost one of my parts. I don't know where the other went to. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's Gundam guys. We're happy. Cool. A lot of us that's that's happy. our Gundam hour. Well, <laughs> there, there's also they also announced a new series, just uh, yeah. the next next like season two or series two of uh, Gundam Build Divers called Build Divers Re Rise. Uh, so that's going to get us some new interesting variations of kits too. Sure. So, yeah, that'll do you want to? I'm, well, I'm probably leaves for another time. Like Build Divers, like it's actually about like people building Gundam, right? It's yeah, similar well, in the vein to Build Fighters. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's not like anything like a normal Gundam series. So. Yeah, yeah. I've actually it's hard, I've had to a hard explain. I've I had a I, hard time getting into them. Yeah, it's it's much it's much more fun to just pick up one of the kits and build than worry about their their yeah um, continuity yeah. in those. Well, but I yeah, love, I love the the Gundam continuity up until the build fighters, build divers line because that's just people building Gundam <laughs> and battling little models against each other versus actual suits. You know, like it, I don't know, for me, I just I can't get into that so whole. It's the, basically, it's the real steel of Gundam. More or less. <laughs> yeah, they're actually they're they're battling. Um. Model oh. kits like the the master grade model kits against each other. Yeah, like actually, like we're building models like on the show. Oh, yeah. Rob, there's been 211 official master grade releases wow. from 1995 to 2019, wow. not in, not including special editions or exclusives. Wow, of uh, like P Bandai's or you know, translucent variants. So, yeah, Master Grade Kits. It doesn't surprise me now after seeing that how long it took us to get a Barbatos. Yeah. I guess not. I... Yeah, but... Oh, God, up? they just started doing wing kits like five or six years ago. Well, they had done wing kits back in the early 2000s. Yeah. 
Oh, so they were reborn they were, in the updated yeah, version. That, that's the thing with with it. There's like different eras of it, right? Because like I remember yeah. some kids together when I was like literally like nine, <sighs> ten years old, and like yeah. they suck, dude. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like with the master grade too. What I'm noticing is, is like eight of the damn kits alone are unicorn, but there's about thirty of the freaking RX seventy eight. Yeah, there's like there's like different grade, like like different like grades of master grade too. You know? Yeah. Well, it's just over time the engineering and the quality has gotten better. <laughs> master grade. Right just, I, I built an old school master grade, and in compared to the new ones, that's some trash, dude. I, like <laughs> I did the G Gundam in the old school style, and you know it's. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it's a pretty looking kit, but it ain't anywhere near the newer stuff. Nah, the newer stuff is so much more fun, man. I love it so. It's sitting on my shelf right now, right next to my double O quant full saver. And it's like, oh, this ain't even close. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I tell you what, that big motherfucker I got, it's like, God damn, that's one 100. Get the fuck out of here. It's huge, man. <laughs> compared get? to the other. I, I can't remember what the fuck it's. It's old as shit, dude. It's like 1990 something. It came out. It was old as fuck. Um, it's like one of their, I think it was one of the original kids. It's the one I bought. It's the one I bought at NJCC. Oh, um, uh, this past spring, and I, I went and got it from the guy for like forty bucks. He wanted like fifty, I think, and I was like, "Nah, dude, come on, man." I said, like, "I said, dude, you, you know, this ain't worth 50. <laughs> and then he had to buy another ten bucks in hardware. Yeah, exactly. And then I had to buy screws because, oh, come on, man, I'm gonna get some you know, damn screws. Get out of here. Dude. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and move on if that's all right. That's yeah. fine, dude. Right, cool. <laughs> uh, the rumor coming. Out of Warner Brothers, is that Any Muschietti is in talks to direct the Flash? And again, this isn't confirmed yet, but this is the director of Mama, It, and It Chapter Two. Dude, that that's interesting to me because it it kind of tells me like it, the the tone that they're going with this movie, because like all those are horror movies and they're good horror movies. And the other the other thing, dude, is that he's been announced for the live action Attack on Titan adaptation too. Oh wow! I so, see. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's confirmed. He's confirmed for and that, that <laughs> and rumored for the Flash. Because nobody knows what the fuck is going on with the Flash, because Ezra Miller has script uh, approval in his contract. I, so, okay, so really? So they, well, have, I, I, they have Ezra, right. they have Ezra Miller doing script rewrites with the director to try to get a Flash movie that is acceptable to him. All right, it's let's just start out this conversation by first saying, why the fuck did they give they they give that guy that? Who the fuck is he? Why would you give him that ability to do that? Know, dude. It's Warner Brothers. What agent? Dude, he needs to bend over and kiss his agent's ass that he got that in his contract. That's crazy. Yeah, that 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 and that's maybe that's just a way to keep him on. And then like you always have that writing credit, you know what I mean? I guess, but it's like, dude, he's a nobody. Who the fuck is he? Like, like, like you would expect somebody like like Ben Affleck. Or somebody well, like that's that. The thing. Affleck did. Okay, right. Well, I would expect it from him, though. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Not that they even give a fuck, but it's like maybe maybe it's a continuous check that comes in. They get that writing credit. No. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, you're right, Nick. It's Warner Brothers. What, yeah, so what if they signed on? Like his agent was like, "Dude, Warner Brothers is a fucking joke." So like, <laughs> that, that would get as much money. 
out of them as you can. Warner Brothers is a fucking joke. When it comes to the DC shit, yeah, they are. They are. I and, know. And I know. As, as, for, as for your question of who the fuck this guy is, I, yeah. I, I don't fucking know either because like, I have no before, before Lego Dimensions, the video game, I haven't right. heard of any of the shit that he's been in except for the perks no. perks of being a wallflower. God, I love that That's, movie so much. That, and you know what? I, mean, I, think, I don't oh, even remember him in that movie, though. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, mind you. Really? But he I was like one of the three main characters. I don't remember him. I don't remember him, Josh. That must mean he didn't do a good fucking job to me. <laughs> did, they let him, did they let him rewrite shit in that movie? Get so. here. So this leads to the second part of the discussion, and that is the rumors that DC is splitting their movie universes. <laughs> so from Don't what they like already have done that, like they just need to roll over and stop and <laughs> start again. Go, go ahead, Nick. Explain so, this, Nick. Yeah, this is funny. Like this is this is the thing. So far, what they're doing oh. is Suicide Squad by James Gunn is going to be a soft reboot. Um, so that's going to be in one universe. So you got okay. Suicide Squad, then you have Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and that's what they're running with in the first universe. The <sighs> second, the second universe is supposed to be all one shot shit. Like this new Batman movie coming out by Matt Reeves, uh huh, man, um, is completely unrelated to anything that has come before. It is going to be a as we know, because they cast Robert Pattinson, right? This is the one that Batman, right? This is one Sparkles is going to be in, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So basically, they're admitting defeat on the DC. I feel like EU. they they need to do one or the other. I feel like they can't do both. Well, yeah, and, and it's a well, bad fucking idea. I think it lends to confusion bigger than shit. Mm-hmm. I think people are not going to know what movie universes are supposed to, what movies are supposed to connect. Yeah, <clears throat> What am I going to see? You know, like yeah. in, in this theater, and it's like if if they come out with and say, "Hey, we're doing all these, and we're just going to make adaptations of these like great standalone DC stories," I'm like, "Bet, like right. let's, I want to see but, that." But the thing that you got to realize is they made money with Suicide Squad. They made they money, did. They made, yeah. money, they made money with yep. Wonder Woman. They made dude, money. Aquaman wasn't bad. Wonder Woman wasn't bad. Like, and they made money with Suicide Squad. And yeah, I like I so like these, Wonder Woman. Actually, so. these okay. are it's kind of like we were talking about like what I thought about the X-Men movie you know how you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh-huh. Yeah. you know what I mean so, uh, yeah. get rid of the baby, rid of the baby. <laughs> All right. okay Josh no more Jason Momoa Aquaman I'm fine with that are you really so when the I next think... time you're going to have an Aquaman I'm, movie without I'm, that I'm going to be honest with you Josh it. listen Josh I know you like Aquaman but let's be real Jason Momoa is what makes him fucking interesting. Without Jason Momoa, Aquaman's some white guy in, in, in some crappy looking tights. Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> hey, Read a comic, you fuck. He's terrible, dude. He's terrible. No Jason Momoa, Aquaman, because we're going there because we're moving forward with this standalone stuff and only standalone stuff. I'd be like, okay, fine. Right, but, but, the, I think but the general viewing public isn't going to be because they like yeah. this Aquaman movie. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, they're going to be confused as shit. God, that's the problem. Mess, dude. What a mess. It is a nothing but a clusterfuck of a mess. They either of need to course just say, it is. let's go back to the way we used to make movies. Like, hey, we made a Superman movie. Hey, we made a Batman movie. Hey, we made this. Dude, We're trying to tie the shit together, and you'd be fine because there's yeah, already but, no well, confusion. That, but but after going and fucking combining it, like they did for the past few years, and did a poor job of it, I'm sorry. And then now they're going to say, okay, well, we're not going to combine everything, only some things. Just, yeah, just some stuff. No, just do it all or don't do any. They, they, I, put, I, um, they put on Nerd Rage, they like broke down like the basically the plot of the Joker movie. And I think like it sounds fucking great, dude. And right. it's not so that, connected. But that's a, that's a standalone, right? Yeah, that's a standalone. And that'll yeah. be under the new. That'll be under the new imprint, along with the Mac okay, along with the Mac well, Batman. Yeah, movie. And, and, right. and the thing is, like the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, obviously, like top shelf actor. Todd Phillips is a good director. It's going to be a good movie. The Batman movie, Matt Reeves is directing it. That dude's a good director, so I think that's going to be a good movie. And it's like I'm leaning more towards the standalone stuff. I, but again, it's like for me, I just want to see one or the other. I think if they try to do both, it's going to be. Like you said, a convoluted mess. Yeah, but the, yeah, but okay. Wonder Woman was gangbusters for them. It was yeah, a good movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. Like, they they don't want to let that go, man. I don't I get it. Let that go. But they put themselves in this mess. Yeah, absolutely. By trying you to know? hate Marvel and not doing it correctly. Yeah. It's <laughs> like don't do that. Leave that shit to the pros, dude. <laughs> Like, I think with Marvel, they were like they told their, their screen, their directors, or whatever. You know, this is where we want to end up with the characters. Do what you need to do. Yeah, and Warner I, Brothers just fucking stuck their this metal in every everything. And I just met, think too, though, they were very unlucky. They had a lot of issues too. They can't keep actors. Actors don't want to stay on and Dude, that's, that's, shit. I mean, on, that's on the studio, though. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But some of it's, it's is it on the studio, though? Is it are the actors? No, well, one hundred percent on the studio because yeah. not one hundred percent, but like Marvel kept Chris Evans. You don't yeah, see that's that anything else, and it's not because he. But that's because they well, enjoy the role. Well, probably because they enjoy what they're doing. I'm sure he enjoys. It's like if you yeah. stay, if he stay at a job. For ten years, because you like that job, it's not all not necessarily. <laughs> in Hollywood, when you're an actor, yeah. like a well-known one, I think that that plays a big part. Especially when you see a guy like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., who don't do much else. I don't think it's because they can't find work. I think it's no, it's not. And Robert Downey Jr.'s done other movies while he's been doing Iron Man, yeah. Sherlock yeah. Holmes movies. He's done, you know. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm talking about, like, dude, past ten years. Well, he? that's what he's. That's his primary job. I mean, it's like all the rest of it seems like it's side gigs. That's the same thing with Chris Evans. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like they, when when they started with Marvel, they were doing some other shit, but then they stopped. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that. When, when they got, I think when you when you have a good studio that trusts, and, and actors appreciate when directors have freedom because yeah, it, it makes it their never, job easier. You know what actor they're never going to lose? Chris Hemsworth. He's not going anywhere. He loves playing Thor. And just oh, like because yeah. every other movie yeah, does stinks. Because so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I think he had some freedom because I think he had some input on like yeah. how he was portrayed in Endgame and stuff. 
Yeah. But I think actors, actors, if they're in a good environment, they're going to stay put. Yeah. And I think you might be wrong. Feel, right? it, it's like any other creative; they have to feel. Yeah. They have to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I think you might speak, be right about speak, that. Speaking of Hemsworth, real quick, I just want to mention: yeah. I am fucking stoked for him doing the fucking Hulk Hogan biopic. Oh, dude, oh yeah. dude, isn't that neat, dude? Yeah, I, 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 I can't that. wait for that shit, brother. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's gonna be fun, man. I think it's gonna be fun. Because yeah. look, let's be honest, Hulk. If that biopic's done correctly. Hulk Hogan has had a crazy fucking life, dude. dude. He has had a nutty life. It should be like funny, crazy, just just. And I hope they do the do that right. It's gonna I, be, I just it's don't know how, Like, I don't know like how deep they'll go with it, you know? Because I, Bro, would, I, I would much, I would much rather see like a deep dive, like Hulk Hogan <laughs> fucking partying on the road, fucking blowing well, his nose up with fucking. You know, nose candy. Oh, good shit. Yeah, yeah. Shooting well, steroids might... in Macho Man's ass, you know. You might... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, hold on. The reason mm-hmm. I gotta be careful with that because a lot of that's still a legend. A lot of that's never yeah, been proven. Legend my ass. So... Hogan, Hogan, <laughs> Hogan, Hogan is admitted to using steroids. So. Well, yeah, no, no. I know, but but it, you know, the, the shooting Macho Man <laughs> in the ass with the yeah. needle. <laughs> Even though I'm almost positive it, it happened, I've, but, you know. I've, I've told this I've told this story uh, on the uh, show before. But like the most hilarious steroid story to me is Shawn Michaels early in his career in the locker room with the Warlord, and the Warlord's trying to get him to shoot steroids in his ass, and he can't get the fucking needle in his ass because the dude's been shooting so so many fucking roids, and he says, "Dude, I think you're full." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good point to end the show on if everybody so agrees. Cool. Think you're full, dude. Oh, God, dude. Think you're full, bro. Oh, that's so funny, man. Alright. No, no, I, uh, oh, that's great, guys. <laughs> we got through a whole fucking show. I didn't hit anything and turn anything off. Nice. Great. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is where we're going to leave you. Somebody on the panel will get you guys links to the unbroadcast. Got I've got to pop off and edit. But thank you guys for sticking by us and watching the show every week. Thank you for Indeed. everybody in the chat. We really thank you for putting up all of our technical difficulties, dude. There weren't yeah. any this week except for the very beginning of me. Not... No. Yeah. So this minor audio one. glitches, and we're yeah. good Nick- to go. Nick was muted, which may or may not be a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe what we just need. That's what we need to do: is just do a show of me muted and you guys reacting, and then fucking. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so funny. Let's do that on April Fool's Day. Yeah, let's do that. Shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Like I try to say, uh, like I try to say every week. I love y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease. We're out. Later, guys. Hi, guys. Peace out. Later. Later. Love you guys. Peace out.